Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Happy Open Line Thursday, everybody. We are the Jux Company live on 106.7 The Fan. The Team 980 AM and Monumental Sports Network are brought to you by our friends at Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, just go to CropMetcalf.com. Do that today. I am Cakes at Money Metal Cakes on your Twitter, at Cakes Flops on your Instagram. Joined by John Paul Blame Matt. What's up, Cakesy? Hello. Good morning. Eric Bickle's also here. Cakes, I'm sure you're aware. It finally happened. It finally happened. Oh, I think I know the news that you're talking about. 22 years later. Yeah, it was. It finally um, happened. <laughs> I we, definitely alarmed my daughter and wife when I, I told them. I said, you have to brace yourselves. Right. Because I got a text today. It now, finally it's not, happened. It's not. It's not a devastating text in the in the relative dying or relative is really sick mm-hmm. or somebody losing a job right. like category. Right. I said, but it's it's Close. the it's the next step below. <laughs> it's the absolute. I'm next trying to step crack below. the code. So it's 22 years. What happened in 2001? Well, 2002 ish. Yeah, area, I don't. I don't, I don't remember exactly what year it happened. And I think this is drum roll worthy. Yeah. It finally, finally, finally uh, happened. The Turk finally caught up to the junks. The gravy train ride with the freezing cell phone pit is is coming to an end. Yes. In the year okay. of our Lord, 2024. Our good friend, Lori Moore, texted us yesterday and said she was sad to say that <laughs> yeah. the accounts were going to be closed. I mean, I... 22 I, years later. I was taking... I was doing this. Okay, I was doing good this ride. at about... It's a great ride. I was ride. doing this at about 12.45 yesterday. I was just... I was hitting golf just, balls. Just having the best, just such a good nap. And then I woke up and I, I grabbed my phone. I saw that there was a message and I read the message and I, I nearly dropped the phone. <laughs> I nearly dro- dropped it out of my hand. You know what? She, she was so nice. She and couldn't be nicer. Couldn't be I mean, nicer. And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, we're so grateful and thankful to you guys. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you need. And I actually went to the, I was visiting my mother yesterday. Actually, I already went to the AT&T store. already got my new plan. I'm already, You're you know, I'm going all back and forth. Just, yeah. There's just one more thing that has to happen, and okay. then I'm switched it's over. turnkey. Because my number one thing is I didn't want to lose my number. Right. Losing my number would be catastrophic it's to me. devastating. Um, But, yeah, it was it was a lot of reflection yesterday, a lot of gratefulness. Oh, of course. I didn't feel any anger. No, no, how could you? I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of the great free rolls of yeah. The 21st century. I mean, that I that you know personally that affects. So us. I was trying to explain it to the manager uh, at the Bowie AT and T store. Okay, and it's difficult to explain, but she kind of knew the history a little bit. But we got an advertising deal or whatever promotional deal with Singular yeah. back in it was around 2002 to to uh, get free phones. Kind of a creeper, right and then this. they paid us to be promoters, and then yep. we did some occasional commercials, and. 
That eventually turned into AT&T, maybe Bell, I don't know, whatever it is. But it just, AT&T took it over, whatever. And we stopped doing commercials for them maybe 15 years ago or so. Yeah. But they just, the contacts over there were so kind. They liked us. They just let us keep getting our free phones. Right, which is And we've had it amazing. for like 22 years now. <laughs> yeah. 22 years. Sick run. I just missed out sickest. on the last, probably... Seven to ten Seven years. Seven or eight years ago, you decided F it. You well, they to get said there was some sort of message, a similar message, and they're like, "Can't do anything for you. The plant, the the, mm-hmm. the hookup's going to end." And so I just got on our family plan and got an iPhone. Right. And then somehow you guys kept free rolling. And I mean, the, the effort and the the nurturing and cultivation <laughs> we put into the hookup, yeah. like because. We had the hookup for so long. Like we had magic SIM cards in our phones that right. basically held they held the secret key to us keeping the hookup. Like we had to take out the SIM cards like we're surgeons, like craft them to make them fit that the SIM new SIM cards the new got phone. smaller. Yeah. Yeah. We was didn't want to grail. the company or anything. So we had guys coming in here, we were cutting them, we were <laughs> and we're like, I don't know if it's gonna work. Right. And and then we was got, it only you three? Jason, I guess, is in the bathroom Jason or something. Jason is here, but he's, he's under he the water. Well. Yeah, because like, CK yeah, has yeah. a number. <laughs> CK's a number, number is like two numbers off of yeah. mine. I think Cake's mine. or your phone. Yeah, mine's like two yeah, numbers off of EB's. Like yeah, they're yeah. all. You guys have very similar phone numbers. Yeah. He probably had a similar deal. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I only cared about me, and I knew that Cake's had it, and I knew that Jason did. Um, I mean, but, it saved you thousands of dollars. Uh, yeah, oh, go, thousands. Try to right, try to add up. Try to I, add I mean, up minimum, how much? It's minimum twenty grand. <laughs> Easy. It's minimum twenty grand, and that doesn't even include the cost of phones now. I, I said, I listen. I buy cheap phones now, I, or I would get them from my buddy at Sony. But I'll buy like some unlock thing online, refurbished for one hundred fifty bucks. Like, I, this is a Motorola. Yeah. It's garbage. Whatever. If you go to the AT&T store, these modern phones. Yeah, they're dude, like, they're like $1,500. Two grand. Yeah, my wife you know? just upgraded to her phone. And because she's like has some sort of family plan, like mm-hmm. they just they spread out. The, they make it. Yeah, they spread great. out the they payments. They spread the payments out. Spread out like 40 <laughs> months. It costs you this much. Yeah. But it's, it's only still, $10 a month. It's still costing you the amount. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. But so it's just absurd. So if you if you just said, let's just say on average $1,000 a phone. You get a new phone every two, three years. I mean, it's yeah. probably saved us 30, 40 grand each. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Been crazy. It's been absurd. So, and I, but I honestly, all I felt was grateful. Gratitude. Gratitude. That's what I said back to, I said. I had no bitterness. It's almost, it's almost like you, like you knew you're getting away with something. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it all along. And, <laughs> and at some point, at some point. You knew the gravy tra- train was yeah. going to end. Look, if one day we're going to get fired here. One day we're all going to get cancer diagnosis. <laughs> there are certain things you know are going to happen. This was something I knew was going to happen. But I thought I thought you guys were in this like in the system where we they couldn't delete you. Like they, they couldn't, couldn't access accept, your account, except the executive at AT and T who the account was under her name. She's the only person that could do it. So why it's, did she? So why did she must the, have gotten from a higher up? Yeah, somebody must have said they, they what, must have saw the paperwork yeah. and said at some said, point like, they What's said this? okay, right? Because they here's the here's the secret. This is the God's honest truth. They stopped hooking up endorsers with phones in the whole nine 10, 15 years ago. Radio Insider. But we used to work with Lori back at HFS yeah. 20 years ago, and she liked us. And so she just yeah, you guys kept were us under hooked. the radar. Yeah. But it is true. We would go to an AT&T store, and I'd be like, listen, I'll, I'll just buy a phone. I just need an upgrade. My phone sucks. And no one could access our yeah. account. It was locked in. It, was top it said, you know, like, 
employee only like executive account. We were in some sort of weird executive account where literally nobody could touch it. If we if we want anything to happen, we'd have to get Lori would have to call the store to get access to our it's a, it oh was a circus. We were in AT and T black hole. So you have a new phone. Did you get a new phone yesterday? Uh, new service? No, I still no, have my because, old phone right now. Because oh, okay. my wife already has an AT and T plan, so it's going to be pretty easy for me to just switch over. So you're going to be added. off the Android and now onto iPhone. Oh, I'm saying Android. I guess I don't know. I mean, I've been an Android. Isn't the rest guy. of your family iPhone? Everybody else is Who cares? App, Apple in my family. Just I'm makes an it easier. Team Android. <laughs> Good. You go yeah. ahead and live in the uh, Neanderthal era. <laughs> my my phone works great. It's fine. You get shamed when you have green. Oh, green there's text. so much. There's much shaming. It's fine, but I'm not paying a thousand dollars for that little nubby little Google Pixel Eight phone <laughs> they were trying to get me. I was like, I'll just buy some. Hoop. Yeah, that's I mean, I mean, this one's fine. I bought this like less than a year ago, so it's fine. Um. Yes. Anyway, end of an era. It was end. Of, it was a seminal moment yesterday. It was a lot of reflection. R.I.P. AT and T deal. Yeah. It was a lot of reflection. It was an yesterday. amazing run. Well, you know, life flies by. My daughters are going back to school. She's probably not coming home for a year now because she's going to be working in New, New York City this summer. Mm-hmm. What's next? Jim Van Stone leaving for another organization? Yeah. Oh, no, Jake, you don't, even, don't even put that out into the universe. Oh, I mean, That's going to affect leaves, a lot of people's plans. Most notably, Valdez is uh, locked in to go to Zach Bryan in March. Yeah, it yeah, would just right. completely wamboozle him, right. which we can't have. Yeah. It, it, was a, it, was a, it was a very, very just... A lot of reflection. A lot of oh, reflecting yeah. yesterday. Yeah, certainly. A lot of reflecting. Finally, yeah, well, probably I started the with the razor back in the day. What is it, or... like, what is it like to pay a cell phone I know. Bill? I told the woman. <laughs> How do I pay my bill? I told the woman at AT&T. <laughs> what I got does that even feel like? I, I said, what do phones even cost? Like, not silly, Kicks. <laughs> I, I said, we started what are the plans? Way. I don't even know what plans are. Like, What are my options? If we started at HFS, we definitely started that deal. How many yeah, minutes should I get? With a flip phone. <laughs> How much long distance am I getting on this so plan? So is it still 10 cents a text? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> I, she was like, well, do you want hotspot? I said, I need hotspot. I use hotspot all the time. Of course I need hotspot. And she said something like, there's a personal plan standard. The most you can get is maybe like 60 gigs of hotspot. Does that sound like enough? I, I'm sure I have I no know. idea. I'm sure I, I know like, that. Give me the max. I need the max. A lurch question would be like, do I get discounts if I don't use emojis? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 had to, I had to explain to her. I was like, I know this is impossible to understand. I haven't had a phone with a plan in 22 years. I mean, we're like we're like Brendan Fraser in Encino Man getting thought like out I just of got a prison. I mean, like, yeah. like we know nothing. Yeah, you know, hey, you know you get upcharged for bigger font. <laughs> oh, no, I'm joking. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's, it's literally like you've been in prison for 20 years, and like you don't know all the technology. Like, that's right. You don't know all the deals. Yeah, like, so we need help. Yeah, what's you going just on? got paroled. Yeah, you just got paroled. Just got out of prison. You're like I, red I, from Shawshank. Yeah. What's what's standard now? Yeah. Like, how does it work? Uh, yeah, it was it was wild. People can tell us uh, throughout the show eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. I mean, it is an open line Thursday. You yeah. can tell. Two guys, at least yeah. three guys who don't know anything about the cell phone game. What are we stepping she into in 2024? She did actually kind of sell me on the Google phones. I'll okay. probably buy some refurbished one because I'm right. too cheap to pay. The good one is like two grand. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? I'm not paying two grand for a phone. I mean, get out of here. I know, but they get you with the, the monthly I know, over payment 40 months, They make you do the monthly thing. it's $16 thing. a month or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not paying two grand for a phone. <laughs> so thank you. But I did like the fact that the Google phones 
don't come prepackaged with all the Samsung stuff or the Sony He's stuff. He's only paying fifteen hundred to two thousand. I guarantee. So I may, I may, I may end up going that route. But it's wow, what a day yesterday was. Yeah, it was, it was quite the bombshell. I, you know, I had picked. But up again, my, we we knew it was coming. At knew some it was point. coming. Been waiting for it for years. Just we weren't sure exactly what date it was going to happen. What's interesting is yesterday though, was a date to live in. A little date will live it in for me. What was yesterday? This uh, January seventeenth. January seventeenth. Yes. Peter from Burke. Make sure you log at twenty twenty four. January seventeenth, twenty twenty four. The gravy train ended. Yep. Gravy what train. A day. I wish you had a tombstone made. <laughs> yeah, we should get a tombstone. Rested R.I.P. AT&T. Yep, put, it, put it right over there. Yeah, Maybe with the picture of a razor or whatever the first phone was. <laughs> whatever, yeah. I remember the first phone that they... Razor, but I don't think that was my first phone. No, I think that was, was the, it, that was like no, the no, second. I think no. the first phone was one that we definitely had to text... For like the letter C, I had to hit yeah, number one. Sorry, I guarantee you probably you said it was like singular. Singular had like those navy blue brick phones back in the day. <laughs> it, was a, it was a flippy. Oh, it was a flippy. The yeah. first one was a flippy. Our first, the one that I remember. I remember, for some reason I remember I had an like playing an HFS softball game. And yeah, I had, a, I had yeah. this I had an flip Nokia, phone. But, and then I remember we all had the Razors and we were fascinated by that when it first came out. <laughs> Um, and a variety of different flip phones, and yeah, we did. You know, I was an expert at hitting A three times or whatever, <laughs> one three times, whatever it is. Yep. T know. was four, I think. Yeah, I, I, a lot know. of T's. <laughs> oh, what a day yesterday was! A lot of reflecting. But again, kicks. We, we as a group, I can speak for all of us. I believe we're incredibly grateful, but grateful for the the treatment. AT and T said two plus decades. All I kept saying to her is, "Whatever's easiest for you, I'll do. Whatever is easiest for you, just tell me what you need me to do." But I did. I said, I, I'm sorry that I sound so dumb, but I'm going to need literally step-by-step instructions on what I got to do. And like now the process. Now I have, to, I have to change my tune. Whenever my family would ask, why do you still have a Samsung? I would say, because it's free. Because <laughs> it costs me zippy. Right. That's exactly why I have it. Right. <laughs> oh. It's a no-brainer. In fact, I don't even know. Did anything else happen yesterday? That was a big thing in my, in my that, family. That was by far the biggest news. Yeah. I think in the world yesterday. I don't feel like there were any games I was interested in on, right? Caps didn't play. Caps out of not in action. You know. They play tonight. No yeah. football games. Yeah. Yesterday was kind of a dud. In fact, oh, you know what we started to watch? I had to bow out gracefully at 930 because I had to go to bed. Um, but it's the number one movie on Netflix, that one with Kevin Hart. What is it? Don't know. Lift. Lift, I think. Did you watch that? I watched 10 minutes. It you looks punched out. Yeah. Too cheesy. Uh, nah, I don't know. We started it late at night. I mean, it's just a typical heist movie, right? Yeah, kind of. It was. It was. I was moderately entertained. I was moderately entertained. My daughter chose it. She was. We're trying to fit, find something. That felt like I've even seen some of those scenes. Is before that a Netflix where, only movie? Yeah, it is. Okay, where Dude, they have pretty good budgets, don't they? I mean, they look like real movies. <laughs> he's stealing yeah, something. Next thing yeah. you know, he's on like a boat in Venice or something. Yeah, like. I feel like I've absurd. seen that a million times. The boat, the boat race in Venice was <laughs> crazy. Then something pops up in the middle a of a big wall. You know, yeah. that, I feel like I don't need to watch it. You don't need you to watch told it. Told me enough. Trust me. I think ne- does Netflix advertise? <laughs> It's so overhyped. I'd Dude, watch the, I, I roll through it. There's 700 things in there I'm not interested in. Watch the Kevin Hart, Chris Rock special. That's it's much one, better. It's one of like three things I'm interested in at this point. I've seen everything. You're else. into docs. It's basically a doc. There's yeah, yeah, hardly, I'm into docs. hardly any it's up my alley. stand-up. But all the other docs I've seen, they never add new ones. 
I'm not interested in most of the garbage. I'm not going to sit here and invest myself in 10 episodes of whatever dumb shows. There's some really good shows. I, that, that show, which I couldn't remember, The Watcher, really good. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. I'm not, I, I can't dedicate 10 episodes. It's about I think Valdez it's only five trying or to look six. through the windows of the apartments next door. It's a watcher? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of his thing. Are those days done now? Have you stopped uh, peeping in on those girls? No, I, I check in. You do? <laughs> you make me sound like a perv. Well, I mean, let's be honest. We have discussed telescopes. I mean, you got to keep tabs, right? At some point. <laughs> They're so close, I don't need a telescope. <laughs> you can see. He's check, just checking outside to see the weather. That's all. Yeah. See if it's snowing. Always, Apparently, it's going to snow again tomorrow. You know what? Yeah. Great. They have blinds. They right. can put them down. That's right. Right. Use those blinds. That's mm. what they're there for. Keep the creeps out. Yeah, so it's snow tomorrow. I don't think it's supposed to be super, like, I think it's like an inch. Inch, yeah, that's fine. And then I think. But I'm sure they'll cancel school. That's fine. Which just ruins plans. I, can't, I feel bad for people that have real jobs. <laughs> like, what do they do? Yeah. They just pick they're up used to dropping off their kids to school. They have to and... make accommodations. I mean, you know, kids come first. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, or you turn them into latchkey kids, just hope they don't burn the house down. Well, well when they're little, like when they're little, like yeah, you, I mean, you know, his, yeah, Isabella, you gotta, you, you gotta just, you gotta, gotta figure it out. You gotta figure it out. You're just not going to work, <laughs> or you're going yeah, in late, punting, or you're bringing your kid. Yeah, you know, I think that's all you got to do. I right, uh, got a lot to get to on an open line Thursday. You're welcome to call us throughout the show 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. We'll be joined by Dylan Strom from the Washington Capitals coming up at 845. And we'll talk some Wizards with Chris Miller. He's the Wiz play-by-play voice on Monumental Sports Network. That's all coming up here on The Fan. Just a reminder, your fave D.C. sports radio host from 106.7 The Fan and Team 980. We're hitting the stage together for a night of sports debate laughs, yucks, behind-the-scenes stories, and more. It's 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 live. The date, put it in your phone right now, Friday, February 2nd, 8 p.m. is the start time at the Bethesda Theater. Here's how you get your tickets. Go to BethesdaTheater.com. It's presented by Main Street Bank, Cheer Local, Bank Local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com. For more information, so I don't really. Far off. I don't really remember what we talked about the last time we did this, which was probably five years ago. I just remember mm-hmm. being on the stools and laughing a lot and having a good time. So it should be a great time for listeners to come out. We haven't been out and about like we were in the past. That is true. I mean, you and I used to do pregame shows, so we were out every Sunday, and we used to have several appearances per year. Some of them were at phone stores. <laughs> But we haven't done anything in a while. I think I learned a lesson in the last live bit that we did. I think it's the same one you're talking about. I I think I tossed, like, a beer or a drink in a can to somebody from the stage. Like, I, did, I didn't, like, hurl it at them. But I just, right. I a toss. I, a, a light toss, and it got fumbled. I think it hit the person, like, in the mouth or in the face. And <laughs> I cut them up? I made a, No, it didn't, it didn't cause any uh, bloodshed, but I just made a mental note. Don't. Don't do that the next time. That's that's a bad. It's just a bad move. Although if it's a soft toss, I kind of put it on them. Yeah, they should be bit. able to catch they it. They may have fumbled it a, a tad, so I'm I'm gonna refrain from doing that on uh, Friday, February second. So we hope to see everybody out there. And you get your tickets at BethesdaTheater.com, correct? That is correct. That is where you secure your tickets. Get your tickets before they sell out. Yep. Uh, speaking of securing. The Washington Commanders, they look like they're trying to secure 
the services of one Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator Hmm. for the Detroit Lions. He has his virtual head coaching interview scheduled for Friday. Mm. So one of the big fish in the search, well, let's just, he gets his interview Friday. I see a twinkle in your rolling. eyes. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, please. I'm all, for, I'm all for Ben Johnson. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Resume seems great, even though he's only been the OC there for two years. Yep. Have you heard him talk? Have I heard Ben Johnson talk? Correct. Because uh, you seem fired up for him, but I think it's just because he's the hot OC. First of all, I don't really care about how... The, I don't care that much. I know. I just want to know how much you know about him. Because a few years ago, I, I went in hard on both Sirianni and Dan Campbell because right. I thought they they sounded like buffoons at their opening press conferences. Mm-hmm. Turns out that doesn't that's overrated. I agree. I've said that all along. Um, what people say impressors, that doesn't matter I've at seen all. a little bit of him on Twitter talking, but nothing extensive. No, yeah. no. So Here's the thing, though, that I think people were glomming onto with some of these guys, and it turned out to not be right. But it's not necessarily what they say, but it's how they say it. It doesn't necessarily matter, but when guys aren't that poised or they're not that good at the presser, it makes you think they're stupid. It kind of does. <laughs> but it turns out it doesn't matter. for for It's football, right? It doesn't really matter. They don't have to be particularly poised at the podium. But you can get thrown, I think, when a guy – now, some guys – who was the, who's the uh, D-line coach with the Niners? The Tom guy? Sula. Yeah, Tom Sula. I mean, that you could just tell that wasn't going to work. I know, but I don't think there's any correlation really to how coaches handle press conferences to success rate. I think there's zero correlation. There, there because Cakes is bringing up two guys who he just said, buffoon, buffoon. Right. They're going to be failures. dumb in a press conference. And they've been highly successful. It is hard to... Imagine success as a head right. coach. It's hard to but shake right. it, that image. And, and Bill Campbell. Belichick successful. Well, Belichick's and he's got doing his a bit. style. He's doing a bit. Tomlin, totally different style, successful. Yeah, but those are bits. Harbaugh, totally different style. Those guys, nobody's questioning their intelligence. Sirianni, I know where Cakes is coming. Sirianni and Campbell sounded like doofuses. Yeah. And that's where you draw a line. It's not what you say, it's kind of how you say it. And just they just seem like they're dumb, but they're not, obviously. Definitely not. Um, they're football guys. So, I get it, though, Cakes. I get how you judge a book by its cover sometimes. Anyway, I just wanted to know what's your true file on Ben Johnson. I've been impressed. Really, one of our guests blew me away. I can't remember which one it was who said that his designs on plays Mm -hmm. have created the most separation in the NFL. I've not done any sort of background research check on that. I take that guy for his, his at his word. That he's telling the truth, mm-hmm. but that to me is impressive. If he's and then I saw Jared Goff's next gen stats this week, and I remember one of the guests who came on the show that said that Ben Johnson's really known for not necessarily the deep shots, mm-hmm. but short shots. It's like the intermediate, the short and underneath. It's yeah. the ten to twenty yard passes and yeah. the play action. And Goff had an incredible completion percentage this week on those type well, of plays. Also, the fact that he assimilated not one but two rookies into his offense in Laporta and Jameer Gibbs, and those guys made huge impacts. Sometimes coaches, they're just stubborn. They're like, you know what, I'm going to let the rookies just kind of feel their way. He threw those guys right into his offense, and they performed. Well, they were drafted high. They were drafted high, but each one of them scored 10 touchdowns as rookies. Like That that makes an impact on me. 800-636-1067 if you want to chime in on an open line Thursday as we talk about what seems to be, that survey seems to be saying, done deal, Ben Johnson's going to come to Washington. Um, they were still interviewing Dan Quinn 
Yeah, you're they, talking about their interview. interview. So, look, they may not like the guy, but he's their top target. He may not like Washington. Correct. He, so you got to have think backup he's, plans. you got to have think, backup plans, but there's no question. Somebody over there is leaking to people. Ben Johnson's the yeah, number one Yeah, guy. I think he's got interviews on four or five teams. There's seven openings, right? Yeah. Well, he definitely has the Seattle interview. He has the Washington interview, and I know he has a Carolina interview. And I would guess the other teams that want an offensive jump start are going to have him at the top of the list. All right, so, JP, you asked about audio or have you ever heard Ben Johnson. Here's a clip from a year ago of Ben Johnson uh, where he was mic'd up at a senior bowl practice. Oh, I saw this. Is this with Sam Howell and Drake May? Could be. Good shot there, Bob. I love the ball. Love the ball. Yeah. Too much. No. Hey, no. You got to go get it, man. You got to go get it. Keep putting it out in front. A little, little late. A little late. Hey, that was you know what I'm saying? You're waiting for it. That ball could be right out of his break. Next time you have a deep ball over here now, make sure you put it over the outside shoulder. Close. More what I'm up talking about. Just a little bit further out front. You know what I'm saying? Let's see him track it. No. What's he going backwards for? Got him. Golly. Now you draw it up, but Deuce waits for the offense to win, and that's the end of the drill. Done. We'll keep going until the offense wins. End of the drill. Come here. You've been coaching your tail off all week, man. Best special teams coach in America. That's what you look like in your prime, though. That's what you look like in your prime. So it's interesting. He uh, he's got a little personality to him. Yeah, sure. I watched Sounds fire. Young, so he? he has uh, uh, he has two degrees, one in mathematics, one in computer science. Oh, that's wow. Those are two impressive degrees. That's no dummy. Oh, are those better than mass com degrees? <laughs> from UNC? Are they both from UNC? Yeah, both from UNC. Mm, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Solid resume. Pretty good. So I see him on the Falcons no, list. Nerd. I see him on the <laughs> Carolina smart. Panthers list. Um, I see him on the Chargers list. Here's there, the thing. There is momentum. Building. He's on the Seahawks list. Yeah. He's Here's, on the Commanders list. So that's five, five spots. Here's why I think, for all the reasons everybody said, the number two pick, you're starting from scratch, basically. New GM, uh, owner who I'm sure will give you whatever you need financially. Uh, you know, nation's capital. I know you guys don't think of it this way, but I still do. Like, heritage, uh, legendary franchise. Um, I, I just think he's gonna he's coming here. I, think I don't doubt it. Yeah, I think I, You know, what I was kicking around yesterday is if there are other jobs... And you're Ben Johnson, and clearly he's an interview candidate on five different spots. Would any of those spots be more attractive to you than Washington? And we don't know how other things are going to play out, right? So one job which we thought might possibly be open is the Dallas Cowboys. Well, it appears that Jerry Jones is going to stay with Mike McCarthy. So that's not going to open up for a Ben Johnson or a Jim Harbaugh or a Bill Belichick if Mike McCarthy is coming back. Um, and the same thing might happen to, say, the Chargers. Like, he might rank his five possibilities, and he might have Washington number two. Well, it might become number one if Harbaugh takes his number one choice. So, I don't know. I just feel I, like I, it's I pretty think, attractive with the cap space, with the number two pick. I, I, I agree. With the it new is sexy GM. You've come around. With the new owner. You've come around because I don't think last a- Monday you basically said, I'm not going to have any hope until they win 11 games. I don't you mean were he's so be down. And, and when people would pitch what you were just pitching, you poo-pooed it all. Well, no, no. Listen, 
I think it's attractive to pitch it that way. I mean, it has zero impact on success. But are you starting to buy it that it is a real pitch? I think Number it's two a, pick, a reason new GM, why new someone owner. would want to come. But I don't think. Are just, you buying it though? Uh, sure, that's a reason why someone. Because you weren't buying it like a week no, and a no, half no, no. ago. I understand that's those are reasons why this might be attractive. But I don't think just because you get Ben Johnson means you're going to be successful or just because you got out of it's not automatic. I know, but you have you know, that the attitude. Stars have to align. I can't remember the exact phrase you kept saying over and over again. Like, you just got to get lucky. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That was kind of your attitude. Kind of. Like, I, yeah, I still think that. I mean, they're going to have to hit on their pick. They're going to have to of hit course. on the free agent sales. But does uh, Ben Johnson excite you? Injuries. Does he excite me? I'd rather have him in the defensive guy at this point, to be honest with you. Um, so, I, him or Slowick would be fine with me. Those seem to be the two hot, young offensive guys. Going back to that clip, like, it's hard just audio-wise, but I did watch that. And I might be conflating some videos, because I know there was a video with Sam Howell and Drake May that was circulating. I thought it was with Ben Johnson, but maybe not. Um, he is a former quarterback, and it looked like, yeah, he has a obviously a firm grasp on how to put guys in position. And some of those plays that he was talking about, he was simply just saying, hey, lay the ball over here and let the receiver go get it versus throwing it like right where the receiver was. It was like a difference of five or ten yards, and then you see the quarterback, whoever it was, throw it like 50 yards downfield, boom, receiver tracks it, perfect. Mm So he's got a firm grasp of the offense. He's got a great offense right now. When people were comparing him to Slowick, one of the other candidates, the knock was, well, he's got, and it shouldn't really be a knock, but just that he has got great talent. Mm -hmm. He's got great talent in Detroit. Detroit. He's brought that up every time. He's like, sure, Ben Johnson looks great. He's done a great job at Detroit. But what's he going to do when he doesn't have all those weapons? Right. So He's uh, going to make them better because that's what he did in Detroit. He, He made... Guys who were pretty good, like excellent. Like, like who? Like Amon Ross St. Brown. Like his numbers. He's elevated. always been pretty good. Okay, but his numbers have taken off under Ben Johnson. Did he have numbers better. before Ben Johnson? I think he, I think this is year three for him. Okay. So I think, has Ben Johnson been there all three? Or he's been no, there he's been the OC two. for two years. I think he was there okay. the year before. What were we going to say, Drav? You raise your hand. Uh, Mike Sando from The Athletic. He mm-hmm. just put out earlier uh, at 6 a.m. a list. He ranked the co- the coaching openings. Mm-hmm. He's got the he's got the commander sixth out of eight. What is he? Mm-hmm. Go, go, I'd like to hear. His I list. have an opposing viewpoint. If you want to hear it from uh, a guy that it's plugged into the fantasy community and analytics community. Yeah, he well, has the commanders ranked first. Right. Um, well, let me hear Sando's list. Well, he he basically says the reason they're lower is that the. Roster needs significant work beyond right. having the so, second pick in the draft. I would say the roster is basically garbage. It's garbage. That's why it's ranked ranks so low. And the Eagles and Dallas are already established, talented teams. Right. Well, Dallas to... is not available, so take that off the list. No, no. He's saying that would make like it unattractive you... because it's a difficult division. Okay. Like if you like the Atlanta. I think the job... Eagles are flailing a little bit, possibly, but yeah. The Atlanta job what, Valdez? I was saying, that's why a lot of people think the Atlanta jobs is very attractive. They have a better roster, but no No, no, not just, not just the roster. is that the division's yeah. so weak mm. that if you come in and you, you hit on your quarterback or you get lightning in a bottle with your coach, mm-hmm. you can kind of be the okay. head of that division for be the years. the bell of the ball yeah. quicker. This, you you don't have any 12-5 and five teams. The NFC said 12-5 and five teams. The division winner in that division where the Falcons are was 9-8. and eight. Right. All right, so this is the list. Chargers, number one. Yeah. Obviously, Herbert. you got a stud quarterback. 
Falcons number two, crappy division. Yeah. Seahawks number three. He just really likes the receivers. They're they got their tackles established. He says they have a lot of talented pieces. Patriots four. Raiders five, which I just doesn't make. I don't any see sense how the Patriots are all the way at number four, but okay. Uh, that, I think he puts a lot. He puts a lot into the ownership of the Patriots and the Raiders. That's why he likes okay. them. Well, he, here he, he puts he, a lot. He likes Mark, Mark Davis. He says pl- players love Mark Davis. He's a pl- he's a player's owner, uh-huh. and he's a wackadoo. This is from at Adam Levitan. He yeah. says he would rank the Commanders first of the coaching vacancies, and here's why: he has five reasons. One, the number two pick in the draft. Two. They have five of the first hundred picks. Yeah. Three, the most projected cap space in the NFL, eighty-four million, according to Spot uh, Track. Four, analytically minded, sharp owner in Josh Harris. Five, not in the same conference as Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Lamar, mm-hmm. which you have to take into consideration. So right. I mean, he has a differing viewpoint than Sandoval. I feel like. Said? That, Sando. Sando, Sando okay. is also really looking at it like, where can I win right away? Right. You know, Sandoval's uh, Vanderpump Rules cakes. Ah, okay. I, I don't know anything about <laughs> what you just mentioned. You must know something about it because you dropped Sandoval. Well, now, if they have some sort of miracle where they get a CJ Stroud like performance from whoever they pick, that'd be nice. Then maybe you can turn around because obviously everyone's talking about the Houston turnaround. Yeah. I think it, that's rare, but. Uh, yeah, I would say those other those other rosters are probably better. Right. I, I can't imagine saying our roster's better than anyone's. <laughs> it it it, it, pro- it proved to be horrific. All right, when we come back, we're going to tell you about an NBA player that missed the game, and his excuse for missing the game is a pretty good one. We'll tell you what it was next on The Fan. Coming up later in today's show, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Wizards take on the Nuggets. That game is Sunday, January 21st. We also have a pair of tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish when they come to Jiffy Lube Live this summer in August. So keep listening for your chance to win. I'm sorry, fellas. I I'm, I missed the first two segments. I was in the small office. I was on the couch. I feel like crap. I do. I feel terrible. Just go home, You're scuffling, dude. man. But I'm here. So You're a warrior. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I did on Christmas morning when yeah. I got the chills and my mm-hmm. whole body aches and my, now my throat hurts. I mean, every time I swallow, it's just excruciating. I don't know what the hell's going on. Now after but. Christmas, you ended up having a flu test and COVID <laughs> test, but were negative for both? I didn't take a flu test. It took the COVID, <clears throat> COVID test. You look pretty uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. You don't look yeah. great. You should, I, you should I, go home. I thought about it, but. Yeah. No, Rick, here. just go home. Go home. Yeah, yeah, nobody's going to care. It's all good. And then you don't get anyone else sick. Yeah. <clears throat> you're just, all right, just maybe, spreading maybe the top, Maybe the top of the hour. Yeah. I, the I way, felt fine last night. I was watching the Hokie game, and I was watching um, I was watching the Hokies UVA game. Mm-hmm. And at halftime, I went to sleep, and I felt fine. And then hey, but we'll, at midnight, I started feeling like crap. We will give you credit. At least you made it to work. DeAndre Ayton. Couldn't hmm. make it to his NBA what was his game issue Wednesday night. It wasn't sickness. It wasn't like his wife was giving birth. And I kind of understand it. His neighborhood was apparently completely enveloped in ice. Mm. Like the, the team sent officials to try to get him, to try to transport him to the arena. They couldn't reach him. That happened to Jason once, he was, like he was 20 years ago. stranded by ice. Was Portland, Portland got a lot of uh, ice? Portland, I think, like, I think eight or nine people died. Oh, really? Due to like the, the massive ice storm, like fifty thousand people 
out of power at this point. Is he having any impact for that team? That I team stinks. Don't know. It's, that's draft. He was always team. an underachiever in Phoenix, and he was yeah. kind of getting some shrapnel, them, them blaming kind of the playoff disappointment <clears throat> on DeAndre Ayton. So they shipped him to Portland. Hmm. I haven't heard anything about him this season. Nope. He stinks. <laughs> Let's see. It's, it's a waste. Now, look, he is from the Bahamas. And, okay. that, and then he moved to Arizona, right. so he probably doesn't have a lot of experience or none well, with zero, snow and ice. Zero problem. But you're telling me he can't walk out of the neighborhood? Like walk to the, the, like the main road? How, like far, like we, how far do you think he li- Do you think he lives like a tenth of a mile from no, the no, arena? No, no, no. Like wa- walk out of the neighborhood to a spot where they can get him. Like, I hey, guess DeAndre, not. I guess the ice was so you, bad. Why don't you walk a mile? Or we'll meet so you, you on this road. Do so you want your 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 guy you're paying twenty million to? I know to I walk don't want, over a mile of ice. <laughs> I know I I don't want the guy I'm paying twenty million to sitting at home watching uh. the game on TV pulling a Michael Maher okay, because would, it, it gets a little would, icy outside. Would you, <laughs> would you rather miss one game or twenty games because he slips and falls on the ice? You know what? Have someone uh, pull him in a sled. <laughs> oh. Send a dog team a out, snowmobile, <laughs> yeah. a big sled, billion dollar organization, well, how much like a like a rickshaw. Get? How much snow did they have? I don't know. Doesn't it's sound not like how much snow. snow. It's ice. Sounds snow. like ice. Uh-huh. Now, like, I, I believe Portland is notorious for falling apart when it, it is icy. Yeah, I don't okay. think they're they're prepared. I've seen for a lot that. of videos over the over the years. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's hard for me to. I mean, my instinct is to mock them, but maybe <laughs> maybe it was treacherous. Who knows? I was at my mother's yesterday and. She basically won't leave the house right now, and she shouldn't because right. of the ice that's sure. out there. She's had and a couple falls in the past. She's broken her coccyx, her <laughs> shoulder, her uh, neck, and she fell on her face and basically, you know, basically broke her face. So yeah, she's plus, had big falls. I mean, the driveway of your house where you were growing up, your mom's house, it's somewhat steep. So well, for somebody in their 80s? It was covered in black ice. Yeah. And I just walking her from the house to my car, uh, I didn't know if we were going to make it. Did you okay? bring like, some, I thought we were all going to fall Did you bring out. some salt over, Rick? Salt no. the driveway? She said she had salt. Okay. <laughs> so I went inside, and she searched all over, and then she didn't have any. And at that point, honestly, we had done all our errands. I had to go. Right. So I just told her, you're not allowed to leave the house. You're stranded. you got to wait until everything melts. You're DeAndre 8? You're yeah. stranded. Yeah. You are DeAndre 8. <laughs> Why don't you reread the Bible? <laughs> I mean, she's got nothing she does. but time. Believe me, she does every day. Travi, I'm just looking at this thing on YouTube, um, this newscaster in Portland. Look at I me. Mean, look at that ice. I'm guessing nobody could get to uh, DeAndre. No, the, the team tried to get him, and yeah. they said it's too, it's impassable. Right. And look, mm-hmm. we've so he could grown up. If here, he tried to walk, he'd break his knee. They're can, eleven and twenty nine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. They missed him for a game, and he's only contributing thirteen points yeah. a game. Number still, one pick. But like from living here, we what know that if it's if it snows eight inches, ten inches, you can drive through that as long as the the, the road is treated. But if it's a sheet of ice, it doesn't yeah. matter. Sheet of ice like, is like, difficult. You can't drive on that. You I can't. can't remember, and I'm sure they both have baseball bats. But yeah. was it Greg Oden or DeAndre Ayton who had like uh, pictures of his I junk think it was out Greg there? Oden. Greg Oden. Greg <laughs> Oden. Yeah, I don't know. If but I guarantee you, Ayton's got. <laughs> of course, he, he, you know, he's holding. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's seven feet tall. I always think it was wild bringing it back to radio. How they would 
send like a promo guy making six dollars an hour out to pick up the host from their house and put his life in danger. Right. Well, you mean like Oscar get, Santana? Like Oscar up? Blue Shorts? I, I, Blue Shorts came to my house one time and there was like ten feet of snow outside. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Yeah. This is insanity. Put well, because they had a station. Nobody cares. No, because they had a station vehicle which allegedly had four wheel drive. That was kind of it, the idea. It was, it was always a nightmare. Hey, you know what Aiden should have done? Should have had a sleepover at the facility like radio people do. That's right. Yeah. Get a hotel. Yeah, get a hotel downtown right next to the facility. I mean, I legitimately drove home. I don't, I don't think it was from here. It was from Fairfax. I drove home in a whiteout blizzard one day. Like, and I was like, I'm I'm definitely risking my I feel life. Like as, here. Like, as long as idiotic. there's open lanes, like there isn't a snarl, I could drive through anything. Oh, I drove through it. There was nobody on the Beltway. It, so was, like, it was your boy. It looked yeah. like a, a, I Am Legend. Is that the Will Smith movie where yeah. there's yeah. nobody left but him? That was me. Now, like two years ago when everybody was stuck for 24 hours on uh, the 95, 95 and there's yeah. nowhere you could go, yeah. well, you're doomed. But if, if there's open traffic, I can make it through anything. Now, I'll drive slow. Right. I'm not some jerk that's hyper-confident and, and blowing by people yeah, in their yeah. Jeep. You got to... Yeah, I deal with my the time. This job, this job makes you hate snow. I will say that. <laughs> well, we got to deal with I it again tomorrow. Like Be- yeah, because you got to uh, figure out. You got to wake up extra, extra, extra early yeah. when you already do wake up early. Mm-hmm. You got to fight the conditions going in and out. Mm-hmm. All to make the penis jokes. Mm-hmm. And then they'll the cancel school them, and they'll cancel work, and nobody's even driving and listening. <laughs> oh, they're definitely going to cancel school tomorrow. I would think. They probably another, will, but it's and only an inch, and right? You gotta, you gotta I get mean, your, depending on where you live. You gotta get your free. air mat. You gotta get your air mattress to stay the night. <laughs> I, I remember Atlanta. I stayed in Atlanta for two whole days because we had some blizzard. Took up residence. Yeah. Did you have a nubby car? Couldn't get through it, or it was just difficult. It was difficult. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I think it was like two days worth of snow. Right. Like the Arctic tundra. Hey, we have a responsibility to the public. The <laughs> yes, airwaves. we do. Apparently, we do. It's so Provide dumb. breaking news. Believe me, we could play <laughs> best of. No one would care. But, <laughs> but the, you know, you had breaking news. You lost your phone service. I mean, that's that devastating was, news. The people was, did need to hear about that. Yeah, it was a day of reflection well, what's, and gratitude. I mean, I missed that. What, what's our What's our option now? To start our own. Our I own just account. went into the uh, AT and T store. She contacted the, the manager, and I opened up a new account. Can you just keep your same cell number? Yeah, that was my no, only thing I cared about. <laughs> okay, so you can do that. Yeah, right. she, I would say on top of it, I would. So she walked me through it. I, I texted her like a hundred times yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was there's just her too. one last thing that she has to do. Once she gets <clears throat> the approval, then I'm on my new sh- my new joint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost cursed. Believe me, when, to go. when I got the text yesterday, it was like, you know, some a family member died. Uh, <laughs> we talked about well, we it. We were waiting for it. It was Trust inevitable. Us. We knew it was going to happen. Was... We got 22 years out of it, dude. I know. It was, it was, a, unbelievable. Good, it was a good run. Yeah, an amazing unbelievable run. run. All I was was grateful and thankful. Yeah. So, as we should be. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we will talk about Ron Rivera, some of his latest quotes. He still wants to stay in the coaching game. We'll talk about I'm what shocked by that. He thought about his development with Sam Howell and more. We'll do that next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Don't forget, coming up later, Dylan Strom will join us from the Washington Capitals. That's at 845 as they take on the Blues tonight. Chris Miller, whiz play-by-play voice on Monumental Sports Network. He is scheduled at 9 a.m. Right now, it's time to hit the skins. Brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Don't Sleep has all of your energy and performance needs covered. Get some now at don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code JUNKIES. And remember, Don't Sleep makes you, yes, you, radio listener, great. That's what it does. So John Keim had a conversation with ex-Commanders head coach Ron Rivera. Some interesting nuggets By the way, that's a great get. That rarely happens like a week or two after a guy, uh, you know, is let go. Yeah. Great get by John. Well, you know what? I bet you John's a classy reporter, I feel like. And so he knows. Good rapport. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you had a great relationship with Ron. For sure. Yeah, because John's not out there like guessing. You know, and John, Ron's, yeah, time doesn't speculate. He doesn't speculate. And Ron's a nice guy. I mean, he's yeah. a nice guy. He doesn't say no a lot. Yeah, I think he likes generally kind of likes, likes it, the media. doing media. Yeah. So Rivera said he has had quote conversations with some people and some teams and is waiting to see what happens over the next week or so with coaching vacancies. Quote: I have several opportunities right now. Rivera told ESPN in his first public comments. Since being fired, he doesn't have just, head coaching opportunities. I just no, want to no make way. sure it's the Linebacker right one. Coach or is what he said. <laughs> not right? even a DC. He also said know. he said it would it would not, not be difficult to return to being a defensive coordinator again. He last served as a coordinator with the Chargers from 08 to 2010 before taking over in I have Carolina. You, I if he ends up being a DC or you know linebacker coach or quality control or assistant whatever, I'll be stunned. He looked to me like he had zero interest in coaching. I wouldn't coaching. be stunned if he came back like with a lesser role. I'd, I'd be stunned if anybody offered, gave him an, even an interview for well, a head coach. Well, it's possibility he could be a head coach again. Yeah. But to, to be on a staff and get back into the grind, something he appeared to have zero passion for, I, I, I'm stunned. I think it just, the losing, it, it, it wore on him. But a new opportunity would excite him. And he says, sometimes you have to take a step back. You take a step back, you learn, and you grow from it. So, at his core, you know he's a grinder and a worker, and, and, and he you know wants what? to go to work. It pays yeah. well. Pays well. Even though he's made a boatload of money, it pays and well. He, he also, got bills. It ain't cheap in Pebble Beach. He also commented Green's on... fees are expensive. <laughs> he, he commented on the coach-centric approach. Yeah. And he said, quote, I would have loved a different model just because, in hindsight, 
Now you really see how much more time you spend on personnel. And as a coach, that's not necessarily what you want to do. What do you think about his comments on Sam Howell? Well, he's a little all over the map. Like he's here. He was a hindsight 2020 guy, a lot of excuses and acting like he I, had nothing to do with it. I don't care about his comments. I just know that he's an F minus when it comes to, to scouting and or developing quarterbacks. This jumps out at me. He's a good young quarterback, has some talent and some ability. Mm-hmm. He lost faith in him because he performed that, so poorly. Doesn't down that jump stretch. out at you a little bit? Yeah, he lost a lot of faith well, in him. Well, what's the next sentence? And I think that something. Uh, I should have backed off oh, on. I should have backed off on, yeah. He was mean? trying to say that he put too much pressure on him. I don't know. It sounds like he still wanted him to be the initial starter because I should have kept emphasizing he was going to be the guy that got the first opportunity. Well, he did. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I don't know. Here's what I know as a fan in my perspective. Not that anyone cares, but they didn't do him any favors. There's zero reason. Jason harped on it all season, and he's right. There's zero reason for him to be leading the league in passing attempts. It was asking way too much, especially from about the midseason part on, where he clearly had hit a wall, lost some confidence, was pressing. Um, They just didn't do any favors whatsoever. I would have backed off. I would have cut his passes down in half. I would have tried to get the running game going, do whatever you can. Instead, they just kept throwing him to the wolves. And also, they didn't utilize his legs. They just, they, they, literally, they didn't, they destroyed him. He was so desperate. He was so desperate for Sam Howell to work out that when he had to turn to Jacoby Brissett, it was way too late. Like maybe a few games in, he could have said, you know what, the Sam thing isn't really working, but he was, he was pushing so hard for it to to happen and to, to work. That he boxed himself into a corner, and but they could have made it work, but just cutting his workload down. They asked way too much of yeah, the kid. Yeah. Certainly didn't way help too, him. There's no reason for him to be leading the league in pass attempts. And I said this many times, and I know you guys know this, but if it was a different situation in terms of where he was drafted, if there wasn't a new coaching staff coming in, right? Let's just say this was Rivera's first year. Mm-hmm. Drafted in the second round. Okay, the way he played, you can say, "All right, we can build on it." Right. But it, it, you know, the fact that he was a fifth rounder, now you have a whole new staff in, and you got the second pick. He just had no shot. It was such a short leash. We talked about that all year. Yeah, no, for sure. But even if he was the first, if even he was one one, <laughs> it's mismanagement the way they handled him. I agree. You know, even if he went one one in the draft, he shouldn't be leading the league in attempts and thrown to the wolves the way they they did. His, and he handled it for half the season. And the second shot. half of the season, the kid just looked lost. Well, he started his his quotes here. He started by saying, I took a big gamble. That's really what it was. His gamble was, Definitely. all right, it didn't work out in year one. I kind of inherited Haskins. <laughs> didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So year two, bring in Fitzpatrick. Didn't work out. Year three, I read the papers, the analytics. Carson Wentz didn't work out, and then he took a big gamble in year four with Sam Howell, and that's why he lost his job. Yep, <clears throat> you know he but just again, didn't nail quarterback coaches like Tomlin. I always bring up Tomlin. He find he finds ways to win without a quarterback. He's a better coach. He's a far exactly. superior coach. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going right. to go. So he lost because he didn't have a quarterback. But if he was a better coach, he could have found a way to to work around it. But he's not. He's a career 500 coach. Well, he found a way. If you want to give him credit. Yeah. He found a way with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke last season 
to get to eight, eight, and one, or the season before last. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Scott you know, Turner had is, a bigger part of that is, than we think, which is pretty crazy. If well, you look at the it, the defense wasn't the worst in the league that year. Yeah, it was one of the but best. Again, he he yeah. he stepped in a bear trap by starting Carson Wentz when he should have started Heineke in the Cleveland. But game. to his future, I respect that he wants to get back in the game. It sounds like he's willing to do whatever, and maybe he won't get a defensive coordinator job. And I don't think he should because when he took over as defensive coordinator. For Jack Del Rio down the they stretch, were bad. they, they were, were maybe bad. worse. Yeah, but they, in his defense, and believe me, I'm not you in the, look at the roster. They got rid of his two best pass rushers. They're riddled with injuries. <clears throat> uh, secondary was a joke. They were starting guys that you never even heard of. Towards the I end. know, but he started saying, John and we all knew insane. that Del Rio was being scapegoated. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just because of Del Rio. But what Rivera was saying is he was going to get the communication better, and it just did nothing improved. Nothing improved. But you shouldn't have. I didn't expect it to. Neither Ron did I. But I'm, what Jack. I'm saying is he's saying he wants to get back in the game. And what if he could – he knows he's not going to get back in the game as a head coach right now. He seems to think, if you read or the ever. article, he seems to think that he, could he can start over himself? and get back. No. Yeah, right? But he's hoping to be a defense coordinator, if you read Kimes' article. Right. I, I, I don't know that, that he's going to get that, that gig be, that based on too, what happened. That might I be too aspirational so. for him. Like I think, linebackers coach, I'd be fine with. I can't hire Ron Rivera as my defensive coordinator. I would hire Del Not Rio coming off this performance before Rivera at DC. I wouldn't hire either of them. I mean, but if I had a choice, I think I'd go uh-huh. Del Rio first, I, I just because know. he's done it for so long and he did have some good years as the DC. His defenses were decent. Not this yeah. year. I it's just feel weird. like both both of them should be in the Museum of Natural History, dinosaurs, <laughs> and I'm not interested in hiring. Dinosaurs and backwards thinkers. I'm just stunned that he's interested in doing it because I've never seen a more disinterested guy. He says, I enjoyed the heck of it. <laughs> what? Being the defense coordinator the last five weeks. He had to say. Well, maybe because he I guess did, actually did said, some coaching. John, I'm guessing John Kime is going to quote him correctly instead of saying the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. He said, I enjoyed the heck of it. Mm-hmm. That's a good quote. Put that on the T-shirt. <laughs> said he likes so, being in the middle of it. Well, that's what that's yeah. Maybe you guys talked about this, but so uh, commanders are going to interview Raheem Morris and Dan Quinn today. I know they're doing Quinn today. I don't know about Morris. I probably, saw, probably I saw right. yesterday Morris was coming in today. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's what I saw. I don't doubt it. So Morris can actually come in because his team yeah, was eliminated. Teams out. So can Quinn. Well, Quinn can too. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so can Quinn. So used to all these guys doing these Zoomers. Yeah. No, suddenly they're available. Mm-hmm. Is Harbaugh uh, doing in-persons? So Harbaugh supposedly met with two teams. I guess he's doing in-person. He, what's the other team met with? The Raiders? I thought he was Falcons. doing Falcons. Falcons and the Chargers. Falcons. I had no so idea the Falcons. Yeah, he did Falcons. The Falcons no are making some big swings. How come Vrabel's name isn't out there more? Interesting. I think he's a great coach. I haven't seen his name to be, unless I missed it, that he's interviewing anybody. Right. With anybody. Let's go to our guy, Vic. It's open line Thursday. Your chance to steer the show. I haven't heard from Vic in a while. Happy New Year, Vic. How you doing, buddy? Happy New Year to y'all, too. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey man. Vic, you were on? a fan of Rivera, right? Uh, y'all know I wasn't no fan of Ron. Right. Um, uh, I, that was funny what y'all say. They should be in the Museum of Natural History. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about the Adam Peters hire. Um, I... I've been saying this for months. I don't think we should go with the best offense guy, the best defensive guy. We should go with the best leader. Um, I like Slowick because Slowick has been on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slowick had to be 
uh, I won't say perfect, but excellent to rise up at such a young age on both sides of the ball, especially his tenure here with us. And in addition to that, um, he was courted by D'Amico Ryans, who brought a team that was in the cellar of the NFL to the point where they are now. And that takes that just that takes accountability, that takes leadership, and that takes coaching of what you have to get those guys to play at the best of their ability. And in addition, you got to have some talent with they have in CJ Stroud. So mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I will, I, I trust Adam Peters, and I trust that the new regime is going to bring in a guy that, that wants to be, that, that is a leader. But Slowick is the guy that, that comes off the top of my head. But I'll say this for Slowick had a leg up, though. Let's not act like he just came out of nowhere. His dad was a defense coordinator for the Bears, the Browns, the Packers, and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So he's so kind he's of like family. Yeah, yeah, coaching there, family. There's some nepotism there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. But I, I'll say this before I go. Um, I said this for, for months that we were making high school mistakes on defense. And it is not a surprise to me that Jack Del Rio's buddy that was a high school football coach was coaching the secondary. Y'all have a good day. All right. Thank you, Vic. Appreciate it. Coaches love to bring their pals and their cronies in to help fill out the staff. I mean, it's a time-honored tradition. I don't it's not know. just here. I don't know that he sucked. It just didn't work. Right. Are right, you welcome to call us on the MGM National Harbor listener lines throughout the show on an open line Thursday. 800-636-1067 <laughs> is the number. And, of course, open line Thursday sponsored, presented by Window Nation. Searching for new windows and doors, search windownation.com. Their windows are measured to fit the first time and installed by experts to last, win donation for your home because it's where you live. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So I have a story about Gen Zers here. And all right, so those on. are I people get, probably in their forties. I get lost all the time. Is that like we're no. Gen X, right? So the I next, even, I don't even know. I think Gen we're Gen X. X. Drive, fill me in. What is a Gen Zer? I don't even know. Like what? Age I think group? Gen Z is probably Adam's him. a millennial, right? What is Michael Marr? I'm, I'm putting Val, uh, I'm putting Drab on Michael Gen Marr Z. Is Gen Z? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what? so okay, it's, it's after the millennials. Valdez is probably a Gen Z. Valdez so he's like the yeah. oldest Gen Z. Like, right, so Gen X. So is Gen X then he's millennials? He's a boomer. <laughs> I might be. I might be the greatest generation no, no, ever. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Valdez is a millennial. Sorry. Valdez is a millennial. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was going to say 1987 like, shouldn't be. Gen Mike Moore is a Gen Zer. Yeah. All and right. people like in his age, so age dumb. range. All this stuff. Who determines? 11 this? to 26 is is Gen Z. Okay. Anyone under that is Alpha or something. Generation Alpha, I think. What, what yeah, Gen Z is right. born between 97 and 2012. So then I assume the next one after that will be so, Betas. Yeah. <laughs> so all my kids are Gen Zers because they're born between 2000 and 2009. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So they're already abstaining from drugs, booze, 
and sex. The latest thing they're abstaining from, driving and getting driver's licenses. And well, that's people, your son, right? Son people are, are fearful that it's going to have a devastating impact on the auto industry. No, my son just is on a learner's permit. He can get his driver's but he has license. No, he's in no rush, right? Isn't he one of those kids that's in no rush? Uh, well, he's got a couple, a couple nephews that no, are no, that I, I think he's going to get his license uh, after his birthday. So, so his he will, in like, right on his 18th birthday or whatever? I mean, maybe not the day, 17th birthday. Oh, okay. So he's not then. Yeah, so yeah, I have he's a couple 16, nephews but, that were in no rush to get their license. The I, I agree with it because I was, I was um, at a wrestling meet a couple weeks ago, and I saw a dad that I used to coach his son and – you know, years ago, and we started talking, and and he was like asking me, kind of, how do I take Dylan to practice? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I have a carpool, blah blah blah. And he said, he's like, yeah, my son doesn't have a license, right? And I said, well, can he have one? He's like, yeah. And he's, I said, does he have his learners? He didn't even have his learners, so he was one of those guys who, at sixteen or seventeen years yeah. old, has had no interest in even getting a learner's permit. So just twenty five percent of sixteen year olds and forty five percent of seventeen year olds have a driver's license today. In nineteen ninety seven, forty three percent of sixteen year olds and sixty two percent of seventeen year olds were already driving and on the road. So that's a, those are pretty alarming numbers. Cakes. It's a weird bit. I don't get why kids wouldn't want their license. I don't know. They're occupied. I guess maybe Uber has changed things. Uber's changed things. They know that they can Uber to get anywhere if they have to. Um, I guess that's the difference. Like, we all wanted a car and the ability to drive as soon as possible. That was freedom. I remember, like, the first day you're eligible for your learner's permit. You were at the DMV or MVA. Yep. Taking the test you were and failing it if you're Cakes. Yeah. Cakes did it twice. Yeah, I, <laughs> he liked I, it so I, much I he failed, took it twice. I, I think it shows the, also the how push kids have it because they're not as desperate. Like you know, they got all the accoutrements, the internet, the video dude, games. Like you know, dude, we would we would drive without a license. Yeah, like if uh, I had a friend who's latchkey kid. And he like would, Lurch. yeah, like Lurch. He would take the take the car, pick You're us up. Joy riding, yeah. He pick pick us up. We go shoot hoops. Lurch and Scott <laughs> drove to Ocean City. I mean, that's very adventurous. I'd never. Can you imagine? That. Can you imagine a Gen Z or telling a Gen Zer that you used to drive around without a license? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I mean, crazy. I I lived in fear of my my dad if I like with a li- with a license. Yeah. Let alone taking one of his cars out. Without a license, oh, I don't oh know. there would have been there would have been hell to pay. Oh, you might have been you would have been dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my son's know, on his learner's not, permit. No chance. The one thing that I probably haven't done a good enough job is I let him drive all the time, but we just kind of drive in the same kind of five to ten mile yeah, you block. Need to take his ass out of the beltway. We've done the highway, <laughs> I think, once or twice. It's not that hard. Just be, you know, he's actually be better on the highway than. In the neighborhood where you have cars parked on both sides, you have to be like really tight yeah, to the don't car. Really understand. He gets nervous yeah. about the spacing. Yeah, because they don't have the sense of it yet. They haven't yeah. learned. They're it. not silly drivers like us. Here's they what's the daunting: experience. Cakes has already experienced this. I'm certain of because all his kids are a little bit older. But um, I'm a year away from having to buy my fifth car. Oh, <laughs> you you would you not have to buy one. The check. <laughs> oh, they I, need a car. And buy my they kids borrow cars. yours. The amount of money. No chance I'm going to do that. The amount of money <laughs> that I spend to ensure yeah, I don't even the know. fleet of vehicles yeah. that are under my name. Yeah. It's jaw-dropping. Staggering, right? It's jaw-dropping. Yeah. I would love an insurance endorsement. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it out there. Right. Because, man, it is. 
It is an expense. Well, you're saying you have to. Like, I don't do that in, in my household. I didn't buy Kelsey a car, and I won't buy well, a I don't want to ferry them around everywhere, and I don't want uh, to be at their mercy. Like, if they take my car, no. I, I need the freedom. I, I need my own car. They yeah, but you have, car. between you and your wife, you would have a car. Okay, my wife has her own life. Yeah, you can't split I have my cars own life. between. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we have, in my house, we have two working adults that have two full-time jobs. That means at least two cars. 100%. And then the kids need cars. Split a car. Kids what? need cars. 100%. <laughs> That's preposterous. Now, my daughter's going to live in New York City this summer. She's not going to have a car. You don't need a car in New York City. So if she lives full-time when she graduates in New York City, then maybe, you know, she won't need a car. But if you live in a regular suburb, you need a car. It's a must. Yeah. It's not it's not a luxury. I, I disagree. But two on one, I don't think it's a must at all. Oh, you think in my have, in well, my world it you is. think if you have two people working full time jobs mm-hmm. that you can somehow split that with one car? Like people working I'm saying that your kid can I'm use your car your on kids. occasion. I'm talking about like No, like I get your, your, the two cars for you and your yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. Your wife drives to Prince George's County every day. Sure. You're driving to D.C. every yeah. day. You guys live in Montgomery County. And I've got, you need two cars. I've got two turps. What I'm they, saying is you don't have park. to buy your kid a car when they turn 17. No, Believe me. Absolutely They're not, not getting I think in BMW. Montgomery County now, you have to be basically 17 to, to drive. I've been eyeing. Especially because if you just do the math, let's say it kind of depends on their birth date, but they're going to be going to college. Right. And what if they go to college in New York or they go to college in Florida or they go to college in Alabama? So you're going to buy them a car and they're only going to be there for a year? What do you mean? What are you talking about? In your house. Yeah. I mean, they need a car. I don't need one if they're in. I didn't have one. Did I have one in college? I don't know. I don't know. My kids need cars. I I don't don't know what life your kids leave. My kids (laughs) need cars. They drive places. If you live in a city, you don't need a car. I also think a lot of it is that. These kids, they don't leave their house. Yeah, that's what I was getting <laughs> They get butt size to that's stay in their house the, to play the, video games or right. be on Twitch. Or... Yeah. My nephew's living a life. He's got you going there. He looks like he's a professional gamer. <laughs> yeah. And he, I mean, if Back in the 80s, when you guys were in high school, if you, you didn't leave, you, there was no staying at home on the weekends. Like, if you wanted to be noticed at all, you had to go out with your friends. Yeah, if you wanted any clout, things. you had to yeah. get out of the house. Yeah, you had to go to the high school <laughs> basketball game or, or whatever it is. We might just go to our friends' houses. Or we your friends' houses, lot, yeah. But, you know, do stuff outside the house. People, Kids don't do stuff outside the yeah, house. They get butt size to stay inside. The only <laughs> thing they do is if they're involved with teams, they'll go to their practices or whatever, their workouts. And that, But there's no real socializing no, outside their that, house. That's kind of after school, so you really don't need to. Yeah. So, Cakes, give me the list again. They're doing no sex, no drinking, no drugs, and now no driving. Yeah, they're just not getting their licenses in, in record numbers. No fun. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're not having any fun, especially I, with the first three things they're abstaining from. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't speak to those. Yeah, it should be Gen Z, 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 Z. Yeah, <laughs> yeah add some Z's there. Nice yeah, thing, Have Graham. some fun. Right. You know, it, it's Live a, a little. It's a, it's a rite of passage to have a crappy car, too. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's a coming of age. Although it's tradition yeah. compared to what I drove, my kids are driving, you know, like oh, luxury my... vehicles. I mean, you know, like a... the kids have better cars I mean, than I do. My oldest son has has a, a Jeep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, like it's not the top, driving it's a not, Jeep Cherokee. It's not top of the line, but it's pretty nice. Yeah. I was driving a, a 1976 
maroon Chevy Malibu. Me, I seventy seven you know Malibu. Oh, butt size to have, just have access to but it. Your son's about to be a doctor. Yeah. At what point do you cut him off? Well, that car is now paid for. <laughs> right. That's no, the insurance bit. For. I, He's about I think, to age out of yeah, that, isn't I'm he? Have to, I, I have to. <laughs> once I have they to, start, once they get their own full time jobs and they're really starting to make money, of course, then you, right. you wean them yeah, off. Yeah, that's when he's going to go yeah. like. He's making his own money. He can do that. I know, but Cakes was lamenting five uh, insurance payments. Oh, so many payments. (laughs) Yeah, but his kids kids still technically in school. Whatever. I get it. You support your kids. Some parents, (laughs) though, I know them. When your kid turns 18, they cut them off everything. I know one guy, when his kid turned 18, he made him move all his ass out of the bedroom, and he turned it into his office. Really? So he, he, he was waiting for that. He didn't even have a bedroom anymore in his childhood home. Yeah. When he turned 18, his ass out. Man, that, that dad is hardcore. Hardcore. <laughs> Not hardcore. messing around. I know. He has to sleep on an air mattress when he goes home. <laughs> Dubs. I'm not like, kidding. Like Valdez at the old studio. Yeah. Hey, I like, to, I like to picture JP at Kelsey's graduation. Uh, saying congratulations and having her sign over the insurance to her name. <laughs> right. Great. Here, get off your cell phone. Yeah. Get off all that. Get off, you know. Meanwhile, I'm paying, she's making all kinds of money, and I'm paying for her to fly from L.A. to Puerto Rico. Mm. Well, that, That's going to be pricey. All right. But your daughter. Yeah. But. Right. So I think that's the right thing to do. Look, when my kids are, when my daughter's uh, full-time, then we'll wean her off. Oh, believe me. I get a lot of somebody signed in to Hulu account. Somebody signed in to Netflix oh, account by the from way, L.A. <laughs> the the massive amount that I pay for six months' worth of insurance is less than I would pay if I were just, like, sending in installments. They're like, hey, you can have this price if you pay it all up front. Right. We'll give you a deal. It would be more expensive if I just did it in three or four payments. So I just I do this. Bite the bullet, write the check, and stare at the amount of money that's going out instead of coming in. So you have drivers. So it would actually be advantageous if your kid doesn't want to drive. I I guess. It would definitely Yeah, but it kind of sucks for some parents because they're still hauling their asses wherever they need to go. Like, the kids are so spoiled that the parents just drive them everywhere. So that's why there's no need to get a license. They like being a passenger in the backseat on their AirPods. Yeah. Going wherever. You know? I think the Uber deal. and the Lyft thing yeah. changed it. Uber and Lyft is definitely. Um, it's because a lot of kids don't need a car if they take a bus to school or. Yeah, but if they have, let's say, what if they have a job? If you have a job after school? So, you know, you go to practices. My kids has something six days a week out of seven. Now she's 14. I drive her ass. Now when she's 16, she's going to start driving to some of those on her own. <laughs> I don't need to Give drive. I don't need to drive. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it all that time. Yeah, I don't know. But my wife and I don't need to drive to Herndon every day. You know. Yeah. I do carpool, too, which saves. It's like I know tonight I got to drive two kids. Yeah. That is, that's that's ballsy, sending your 16-year-old across the beltway. Well, I'm not going to do it on our first day. Well, okay. For in the first three years, it's still. Well, it's not even going to be eligible to drive. Like the Maryland rules now, you basically have to be, I think the earliest you could potentially get, I think you get your learners at 16 maybe, and then like at 16 well, and a half. I will say this. Maybe 16 and three quarters. Unless they put more teeth into it, the actual driving portion of the driving test has become a farce. It's the easiest. You don't even like, have I to. Saw my, I saw my son, Brenda, my youngest kid, do the driving test, and he did it in literally 
three minutes. You don't even have to parallel park anymore. No, you just, you back into what? a space. You know, they took parallel parking out. You can, what do you do with this? I just what? found out the new X5. The new X5 I got from um, BMW, Mike Walker, my guy, it has it parks itself for you. Right. Sweet. You got some nice if AI. You in, can you go in there? By the way, I tried it once. I stumbled onto the feature because I didn't even know it had it. <laughs> I t- it. It backed me into a parallel parking spot. Okay. The thing was going like 100 miles an hour. What, is, what is this newfangled feature? It what does this do? way faster than I was comfortable with, but it did it. Um. If you go, if you had, could you do that? If you could, you could you park a car and hit yourself park when you do the MVA test? No way, they wouldn't let you. No, do that. I think they'd make you actually do it. Yeah, they wouldn't let you cheat to that extent. But I mean, it's it's not even parallel parking; it's backing into a straight space. Right. Like, there's That's no, so nub. There's nothing to it. All right, hold on. So in Maryland, you can get your prov- uh, provisional license at 16 years and six months. I think it was. What's like provisional 50, mean? Used to be sixteen. I Means think they just call it provisional. It's limited when you start hours out. that you can drive. Oh, right, right. Like, you, you can't, can't be drive like past like midnight, at one a.m. or you can't drive. You have party. We used to, I believe, right. get it, be able to get it right at sixteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So my son's a little bit late because he started his learners a little bit late. Right. I think on his right around his birthday, like in the next couple of weeks, he could get his license. I know when my son turned sixteen, he was butt sized to have freedom and mm-hmm. yeah. get away from me. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> The day, the day I turned 16, I was at the MVA. Yeah. Yeah. Then my mom let me drive home. You got to go. Uh, it was like the uh, leaving Lano. You had to go through three lanes of traffic. <laughs> my daughter was a little less so. She liked the freedom, but then I also liked occasionally driving with her to Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it is quality time you get. Sure, so you don't time. You don't want to cut it off completely. But some of these kids, they have zero desire. And I think Drabby's right. It's because it's so cushy and comfy at home. They got all the accoutrements. What else do you need? Also, I'm so cheap. I'm not spending $30 every time you want to go someplace for an Uber ride. Oh, no, no, Like, no. Are you kidding me? No. But in, in I a do. Pinch, in a pinch, sure. Yeah. Right? I've only done it one time, and it was on New Year's Eve. For your kids? Yeah, because we had people coming over on New Year's Eve, and then my son said he was going to a party, like, 630. So no, my I kids have permission, unlimited Ubers, but it's not for socializing. It's when they're you know being drunkards. <laughs> right. They're trying you to know, be responsible. It's not like just to go shopping. You're not going to go in an Uber, right? You have a, you have a, you're not in trouble calling Uber. Oh, policy. of course. I mean, well, I think no, most they plan people... in advance. So it actually kills you because they got to do it twice. You got to go to and right, from. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they plan it a bit. It sounds like so... a social thing. What? Sounds like a social <laughs> well, thing. Well, it's social in the sense that it's a drinking thing, but it's not like. You can't have a car. You don't have a car, so take an Uber to go to the mall. Take an Uber to go okay, get a yeah, sandwich. Yeah, take yeah. an Uber to go to the restaurant. No, no, they have unlimited Ubers if they're going to be drinking. But it's great, you know. Maybe you know, maybe they should not drink. But <laughs> <laughs> tell a twenty-three-year-old kid to not drink. Right. Yeah. Best of luck with that. Yeah. Uh, Bank local, cheer local, in business every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business-focused community bank, proudly serving the DMV since 2004. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, equal housing opportunity lender. Coming up in an hour at 845, we'll be joined by Dylan Strom from the Washington Capitals.
Right now, we'll get into the Junkies Blitz brought to you by Offenbachers. Visit them in Annapolis, Rockville, or Herndon for a huge selection of outdoor furniture, fire pits, hot tubs, and swim spas. We might get to some calls in just a bit, too. It is an open line Thursday, in case you have forgotten that. All right, can rip through some of the coaching news, and we'll get into some of the playoff matchups real quick. So we kind of mentioned it, didn't really talk expansively about it. Mike McCarthy is going to be back with the Dallas Cowboys as their head coach for season number four, despite the disappointing playoff loss to the Green Bay Packers. Actually, it'll be his fifth season as head coach of the Cowboys. The last three, he's finished 12-5. and five. They've won just one playoff game. But they're bringing him back. And when you look at Jerry Jones' history with coaches, you would think he's a hothead and gets rid of him a lot. But he gave Jason Garrett, what, nine seasons, I believe? And this mm-hmm. is going to be season five for McCarthy. He's been 42-25 and 25 in the regular season. NFC's titles in two of the last three years. But... They did become the first team in the Super Bowl era to win 12 games in three straight seasons and not advance to at least a conference title game. Yeah, if he's happy with double-digit wins in the regular season and floundering in the playoffs, by all means, bring back Mike McCarthy. Cakes, you hate Mike McCarthy. Do you hate Mike Tomlin? Uh, I do not. I I Put up their records next to each other. Regular season okay. and postseason. You're, you're getting too involved in the in the numbers. I go by I go by my tingle as to who's the better coach. Like I just want you to just take a look at it. Off a little bit. Just just take a look at it. pretty accurate. Just take a look at it right now. Just do me a favor. Yeah. While I do the next story. Yeah. Punch up regular season winning percentage mm-hmm. for Tomlin and McCarthy. Yeah. I'm gonna and then punch up. I don't really need to punch look up, up playoff record for both of them. Okay. I'm just saying the perception is totally different. I think the perception is a little unfair, too. And, again, this goes back to my argument that we had about, like, these quarterbacks that have, you know, unfortunately not had success maybe that they've had in the regular season in the playoffs. It's such a small sample size, four, five, six, seven, eight games. It's not like a 60, 70, 80, 90 game sample size. Look, I don't want to be in the business of being this huge Mike McCarthy backer. I do believe Mike Tomlin's better. Yeah, I think he does more with less. Than Mike McCarthy. All I'm saying is, when you put up their record side by side and tell me when you have the numbers, you can give it to us. Uh, I you're, don't. You're going to find it. <laughs> He's not going to look it up. Yeah. He's not looking, you're not it looking it up. them up. Yeah, no, Google. He's taking your word for it. Yeah, it's fine. He's taking I, your word I don't for need it. To, I don't need to comp uh, those two coaches' numbers. But I've already I, done it. I, listen, I think that McCarthy. I actually had no problem with them bringing him back. I don't think that Jerry is happy with just having good regular seasons. I think he wants to win a Super Bowl. And I think he probably thinks I got a guy that keeps here. He's just I just got to keep knocking at the door. It's probably his last well, go around. It's I mean, probably G- Dak's last go around. Jerry's eighty one. He doesn't have forever to win it. His right? Next does he want to start over with a whole new staff? And look, he's got Dak for one more year. He's got to bring the band back. It was good enough to win eleven, twelve games, whatever it was. Why can't they have playoff success? Is I guess Cakes thinks it's because Mike McCarthy is fatally flawed. I, I don't think he's think, limited. I don't think that's why they're I mean, not having isn't playoff McCarthy's success. Only, isn't his only playoff win in Dallas against an eight and nine Tampa Bay team last year? Okay, that's, but that's, I'm sorry, that's embarrassing. Who was their when quarterback? You, wasn't it Tom Brady? Yeah, okay, good but then, quarterback. But it, was a, it was a team with a losing record. Right. That's the, it's the only team he's beaten. I just don't think that he is like all of a sudden he's like smart enough for regular season, but he's too dumb for postseason. A, I don't buy that. Outside of Green, out, outside of Aaron Rodgers. At his peak, he's an underperformer in the playoffs. I think that's true, but I think it's a fairly small sample size. I'd say he's, basically, he's basically Ron Rivera with Cam Newton. 
maybe a slightly well, better a, version. I mean, he has a Super Bowl Except trophy. Except every right. year, you know, he, he wins 10, 11 games. Okay, but then he falls on his big fat face in the playoffs. You know, it's, it's a small sample size. It's, like he has a dumb look to him. That's what it is. He looks kind of dumb. He, that's exactly it. He's portly and looks dumb. He's a hillbilly. That's, so you think he's dumb. Yeah, so but you're that's not, why. You can't win that many games year after year after year in a regular season. So you're saying he's smart right, enough for regular I'll season, just, I'll make a life, dumb I'll make enough. a lifetime bet with anybody who wants to take it. Mike McCarthy never wins another Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, but wouldn't you, you make that so, bet against I mean, most people? So one more year I know, but you would say that about every Let's coach. Because now you're just betting on uh, the I'll make the bet that Mike Tomlin never wins another Super Bowl. Like, I'll, like you just, yeah. he can kind of go with the field. Right. Like he's only if, got one year to Mike, win it. If Mike McCarthy were out on the out on the circuit, if he got fired what, by Jerry what Jones, am I to say? would he be a super hot candidate? He like might not every, be the like hottest. Teams would be falling over themselves to try to hire him. No, he might I not be the hottest. So. But if you have a winning percentage like he has, teams are going to be interested. All right, you you guys are clearly more pro Mike McCarthy than I. I ever just, will all be. I'm saying is it's similar. So I just looked it up. So Mike Tomlin's superior regular season record, his winning percentage is sixty three percent. Yeah. Mike McCarthy's is 62%. So same thing. The same Mike number. McCarthy in the playoffs, 11 and 11, mm-hmm. 500 with one Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin, 8 and 10 with one Super Bowl. Right. Sounds very similar to me. One guy had Aaron Rodgers, and one guy, guy had Ben Roethlisberger. And one guy, Pretty just people just stroke. And I do agree he's better because I do think he does more with less. But... I just think that people want to say Mike McCarthy is like this bum coach. He's not, and a lot of that's to do with Val, what Valdez said because he it's kind of dumb. he had kind of like Dan Campbell, like when Dan yeah. Campbell first came up and he's talking biting kneecaps. You're like, yeah, Dan oh, Campbell looks like a meathead. Right, who's dumb. Right, exactly. and who was the number one Dan Campbell hater? I was, Thanks. I was jumping on the top <laughs> rope on Dan Campbell. I, I admit it, I was wrong. Right. Um, other coaching news. It looks like Sirianni is going to survive in Philadelphia. And his players are coming to his defense. Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle. Come on, man. What is there to talk about? This man, he's a winner. He's a winning head coach. Did we have some bumps this year? Yeah. But every team, every organization, everybody goes through it. Uh, other players coming to his defense. Um, so we haven't heard anything on Sirianni. There was all this speculation that in the NFC East, um, besides Dable, and <laughs> that Washington might have the most tenured coach because they'd get a coach before Philadelphia and the Cowboys, but I think both guys are going to be staying in place. It seems like Sirianni. I actually think be both guys deserve four. it. They deserve it. Uh, some playoff news. Good news for the Baltimore Ravens. It looks like Mark Andrews, their stud tight end, one of the best in football, will be back for this game. I think he was practicing yesterday. I don't know that it's 100% that he plays, um, but it's looking good for Mark Andrews. As they take on the Houston Texans, what's Are the you, line in that game? I'll Is that like seven that and a half? Valdez. It's nine, nine and a half. Oh, it's up to nine, nine I saw and you talking to Sam about it the other day. Uh, we haven't really felt your pulse. It seemed like there's a lot of anxiety. No, the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's he's. I, I, I haven't spoken to you about the Ravens. No, uh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, so you're, you're on the Ravens. Uh, Sam was anxious then. Sam's always anxious. Sam's not a Lamar guy. At least he used to not be a Lamar guy. <laughs> Sam he's, maybe he's Tyler, finally been yeah. won over. Sam wanted Tyler Huntley to be the star. <laughs> wow, you know what? You should for that. You should strip him of his Ravens. Everyone, everyone, ma- everyone makes mistakes. Actually, you know what you should. Not do? everyone can be on the right side of history. Sticking with the bird motif, you should tar and feather Sam Weiner <laughs> for that take. 
that Tyler Huntley. Well, that's right. I mean, that's why Sam's not in uh, in the scouting department. <laughs> all right, so Eric. you, so you, you're all what? in. You think they're going to take care of this team? CJ and- this team is better than the 14 and two um, uh, 2019 team. I mean, they smashed the Niners. This team is infinitely better than that 2019 team. This is probably the best Ravens team that I've seen in the, was it 26 years of its existence? Plus Hmm. they have the genius defensive coordinator that we've learned about, Mm -hmm. who the commanders are going to interview at some point. Got the MVP and Lamar Jackson. you got to be dialed into this game. This is the hot coordinator game. This is mano a mano, Slowick versus Mike McDonald. And well, McDonald's last, got the he's got the heads I, up on these I, guys I, already. Yeah, McDonald's McDonald's pwned Slowick, he's pwned Ben Johnson, mm-hmm. pwned uh, Mike McDaniel, pwned Kyle Shanahan. But if either one of these teams flops and gets embarrassed, just like what happened to Dan Quinn last week, people are going to be scratching their names. Like, we can't hire Bobby Slowick. He's <laughs> got embarrassed. Yeah, but Quinn's still the getting the interviews. Off the still getting all the is, but I'm talking about the the pulse of the people. Yeah, yeah maybe you get Dan a handshake too, man. Uh, the uh, Slowick. Mike McDonald's like jacked. Slowick's gonna get pwned, I think. In the old handshake. Oh yeah, I haven't seen Slowick. If you care about what he looks like, yeah, build. Um, <laughs> that that that's my pulse. Is that they're... so? You're you're not even nervous about it. No, I would think not at all. You think they're gonna win the Super Bowl? I actually Bowl. think. I actually think. I told Drab this. They should uh, come out vanilla. Like like almost like it's a preseason game. Save it for the Super Bowl for the Texans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste. Mon- I don't want to waste yeah. Monkins' good good now plays during this now game. Now you're getting I, no. extra bravado. Have you ever been this confident? Never this confident. I can't recall. Seeing they you. have been smashing people. For you. What? When did it kick in for you? Uh, after the Tylen Wallace kick return against the Rams. That's just. It was the Super Bowl moment for this team. It's the type of game that you would kind of uh, fumble away. So are you Late going the, to the game? Did you get? Did you? Get I was offered. I was offered tickets uh, by listeners, by Sam, by right. a bunch of people, but I can't. I have a. I have a birthday thing. I got to go to that night. You do. Yeah. You know what? You should keep your powder dry. Go out to Vegas for the Super Bowl. I've already. I've already asked Cakes about who I can contact to to book my <laughs> reservations. Yeah. For the Super Bowl. So you you want to go? I told you, Mike Beasley. I, at this point, good at this point, I would put a non refundable deposit on my tickets. That's how that's how confident I am that they're going to go to Vegas. So they have to beat the Texans and then who? Winner of the Bills, them. Chiefs. Yep. Wow. He's going to a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Better be your mom's birthday, birthday or something. Commitment. <laughs> I, it's that night. I have I have a social obligation. Sorry. <laughs> Got a previous commitment. All yeah. right. I, and then this was before the game so, was cemented. So where do you want to be watching what? the game? Then? Oh, I'm, I'll be by myself watching the game. Well, by yourself, not with your dad I, or anything? I'll, I'll just be... Don't you want to be, be around I'll be on the some sofa. fellow diehard like no. family? No, you don't even not. want to be around family. No, I, my, I, only, I only trust. I only trust my thoughts. What about your brother? I I'm, is he a Ravens fan? Yeah, he's a Ravens fan. But I, my mind is Do you superior text your to his when it comes during games. Michael or anything, Myers, or no, big I'm Ravens off the grid. Fan. I'm off the grid during games. Yeah. I don't check Twitter like you guys do. I don't try and see what the snarky reactions are going to be during the during the games. I'm I'm locked in. Like mm-hmm. Lamar says, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. <laughs> he is. Uber I, didn't, I didn't know you had this bravado. I, I, this is going under the radar for me. Well, before hey, the last game, they won six in a row. Or maybe it was seven in a row. Hey, just Lamar, Lamar, go look up. Type Google or uh, Twitter search Lamar Johnny. Look, All right. That's your that's your um that's my homework. Homework for the break. All right. Lamar Johnny. All right, don't forget coming up in the eight o'clock hour, we will talk some Washington Capitals hockey with Dylan Strom. He'll join us coming up 
at 845 here on The Fan. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of The Junks. It's an open line Thursday presented by Window Nation. Searching for new windows and doors? Search windownation.com. Their windows are measured to fit the first time and installed by experts to last. Window Nation for your home because it's where you live. Just to fill in the listeners because Valdez said Google something. Here's the deal with Johnny and Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So Lamar Jackson is on Twitter or X, but he doesn't post that much, but he retweets. And about three months ago, there was a riddle, and it was Johnny's father has five sons. Zazi, Zizi, Zizi, Zozi. What is the name of the fifth son? The answer is Johnny, mm-hmm. and Lamar tweeted the reply yeah. with the riddle. Now, 98% of the people get it wrong because they see Zazi, Zizi, Zizi, Zozi is I mean, A-E-I-O-U. When you pitched it to me during the break, my brain immediately <laughs> right. shut down. Well, I, you're with 98% I, of the I people. I just didn't even want, like, attempt to answer it. You're with 98% of the people. Yep. 98% fail. He put Johnny, and since then, they are 11 and 1. <laughs> So the legend of Johnny has grown. Dumbest coincidence He's been on fire. And time. it's just shorthand for his greatness. Right. Okay. It's it's just it's a dumb thing that he's like ten and one or eleven and one since right. he, because he's like he's locked in right now. He's so, so fo- he's so focused, he's answering uh brain teasers. So we're all the dumb it's just a funny, wearing like no, Lamar it's, Johnny t shirts. No, it's, it's just a funny now. it's just a funny bit that <laughs> that people are latching on latching onto. Gotcha. All right, let's bang out a few of these calls here. It's open line Thursday. People have been on hold for a long time here. Want to chime in on uh, Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick. Ben, ben Johnny. Ben Johnson's my guy. If you want to chime my in on the guy. Ravens and Lamar and uh, Valdez's bizarre confidence that he has. <laughs> it's not bizarre. They, they're the number one it's a seed. Lot of swagger. Yeah, I'm not used to Valdez. What, what do you like mean? It's just, yeah, but normally people are a little more. They're a little more cautious. They're a little more Lou Holtzy. They're a little more like you know what? I think we're very good, but I don't want to jinx it. He's not afraid of the jinx. He's just. He's only, I know. He's I know it's it. a one. I know it's a one game scenario, and it's an oblong ball, and it can bounce funky ways. But yeah, this is this is the best best Ravens team I've ever seen. The best Redskins team I saw, maybe besides the 91, was the 83 team. And Jack Squark ruined our day right before halftime. And then yep. we got boat raced. Raiders pulling you. May he rest and in peace, right? He just passed Jack, Jack Squark. Squark. He might have. Uh, let's go to Carlos. Carlos, Silver Spring. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Junks? Uh, I, I think we should go with Ben Johnson, man. If you look what he did for the Lions uh, offense this year, David Montgomery is running like David Montgomery from his rookie year. Um, look at Jamal Williams, who went down to the Saints, who didn't even get a touchdown to the last to the last second of that last game, where Jameis Winston, being Jameis Winston, decided he wanted to run, the, give the ball off to Jamal Williams instead of doing victory formation. Um, and, and like, I, I just really think he'll do wonders for the team. I actually don't. Uh, I actually want us to trade down our pick to, just to get more draft capital. I think Sam Howell would do wonderful with the Ben Johnson, especially uh, Brian Robinson and Christian uh, Rodriguez. And uh, either, and if we do stay at the number two pick, go for uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Get somebody on the other side with Terry. Uh, could you imagine? Hold on, hold on, he's a howler. Uh, you're you're still a howler. You I'm people, not, I'm not saying I'm a howler. It's just look at it, fellas. He's I think he got six sixty five. He got sacked 
65 times this year, right? You want to run it back David with Carr, Sam Howell? Are you serious? David, David, David Carr, Derek Carr's brother, in four seasons was, te- was sacked 249 times. That's because they didn't have an offensive line. We didn't have an offensive line. How can, how can we know what we have with Sam Howell we, if we have yet to protect him? We have yet to do anything with him. Come on now. Like, that, 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 that's all I'm saying. He, Are he you blaming no all of his interceptions and all of his sacks on the line? I'm, I'm not blaming. Uh, I'm blaming a majority of the sacks on, uh, on the offensive line. Yes, his interceptions, yes, some of them were his fault. But at the same time, if you uh, again, fellas, if you're getting sacked 65 times in the season, you're going to start to see a ghost. You're going to start to second-guess hmm. yourself. I think there's something to that. Eric brings up the point that Biennemi didn't do him any favors, and I agree with that. I would. Be we the, talked about it throughout the season. Early in the season, we're like, they're not running the ball at all. I would be the most flummoxed person on the planet <laughs> if Adam Peters comes in and assesses the roster and looks at Sam Howell and says, yeah, we're just going to upgrade the offensive line around him and we're going to run it back with Sam Well, what Howell. if they say this? What if they say, we're going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., and then we're going to target like a Bo Nix or somebody else in the second round, and then we're going to we're going to let Howell start the season while Nix or Penix or whoever it is gets reps, and then when they're ready, then we slide them in. Because we still want to upgrade the quarterback. We I think d- those guys could be better. Just you don't have many opportunities to pick – at number two, I just don't. I don't see you bypassing one of those top quarterback talents. What if you for, think these they have the connection cakes? What if you think these guys are just as good? You know but that you can you can I mean, actually get them later. If those guys cheap. are just as good, then I think other teams would be discussing picking Bo Nix and Michael Penix at number two, but they're not. What if he loves Sam Howell because when he was coaching the 2022 Senior Bowl with Mark Brunel, he coached three quarterbacks on the American roster. One of them. Was Sam Howell. Right. Well, one of them was Drake May, too, who has better physical tools, and he's going to be sitting there at number two when they pick in April. Are you going to be sized for Mark Brunel to be the offensive coordinator under no. Ben Johnson? Nope. Ben Johnson will be calling the plays. I don't want Mark, I don't want to do, I don't want anything to do with Mark <laughs> Brunel. That t- tenure, that time here was just so blah. I don't want anything to do with that guy. Do you remember no when? Nope. Didn't didn't we try and woo him? We saw him before he came to Washington at one no, of those NFL players' party. Jeff George, I feel like Mark Brunell was sitting at a table like on Radio Row or something, and we were going up to him. Maybe it was Jeff George. I, I might be wrong. I think that may have happened. We might have somebody maybe Jeff Ware or what? What was that guy's name? Or Andre? Oh, Ware you're thinking Jeff Blake? Jeff Blake. I think we we had some interaction with Jeff Blake. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, Gloria James, uh, LeBron James. I mother. miss that. I miss that interaction. I was at the Nike party. <laughs> we told we told him that LeBron should stay in school. Yeah, I think cakes How and much I laughing. I think cakes and I skipped that because we were playing like PlayStation at the NFL players' party. Eric, so I, I'm not saying they should do this, but yeah, the the Harrison thing is intriguing. I think the, it's intriguing too. The more I think about he's it, he's a superstar. He, he, I was listening to uh, something the other day, and they and they described him. A, as having absolutely no weakness in his game. Right. Is he maybe the best wide receiver prospect in history? It, it, it's possible. It's up there, I saw, right? I saw, Calvin Johnson was a can't miss. He's better than Randy Moss. Are you tell me he's Randy Moss? Well, then if you Randy tell Mo- me he's Randy Moss, then he's probably well, worth picking at number well, two. In that league, possibly. He's in that league, yeah. I mean, remember, Randy fell to like 26. But he because fell because he of character weed, concerns. But, right. But, I don't think you have that with this kid. All right, so none, none that we know of. There, there's a guy uh, that I, that I follow that I saw. He said Malik Neighbors is the highest graded receiver 
that he's been and he's been scouting for like ten years or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's not even close to being the best wide receiver in this class because Marvin Harrison is that much better than him. What do you mean he's the highest rated? You mean he's second, so, the second? Yeah, he was until uh, he, better than everybody besides Harrison, right? In the last ten years, right? And, uh, and Harrison's, Harrison's leaps and bounds. But here's the thing. only thing that scares me is falling into the Chase Young trap because we thought Chase Young was that guy. We thought Chase Young was Lawrence right, Taylor, yeah, yeah. and it, it didn't work yeah, out. The difference is <laughs> Harrison plays on the more important side of the ball. That I would, agree. That would swing I agree, it over. but also the kid from Florida that I thought was a can't miss has done little in Atlanta. He hasn't blossomed. Kyle Pitts. Oh, Kyle Pitts. He hasn't well, blossomed, he had, and that guy's a great He also receiver. had Arthur Smith calling the plays. It's true. Hamstrung him. I'm sure and he dealt with injuries. Right, but it just hasn't hit the way I thought. Well, right. more than Arthur Smith, it's been Desmond Ritter, Taylor Yeah, he hasn't had a good quarterback. He's had a lot working against yeah. him. But I thought he was a can't I, You can't yeah. bypass the quarterback. I, I don't care it's how not good. It's bypassing a quarterback. What if you just say, though, like, I like the style of football I want to play. What I, I can actually, I'm just lucky. I can get him a little bit later, so I'll get Johnson. And then I, I like these other guys. I can win with them. And I don't know. I think they're franchise guys, but I could just get them a little bit I later. I have a hard time just picking a quarterback. And like, then you get when, two franchise guys. I, I, I brought second round pick is 36, right? The first one. Yeah. Maybe 30, they trade down. I, Maybe they make a package. No, just, of course, there are exceptions, but I'm t- just telling you, I, I saw a statistical study of number one pick. Now, they don't have the number one pick. Number one pick, quarterback, mm-hmm. in all those categories, 4,000-yard seasons, 30-plus touchdowns, <clears throat> Pro Bowls, Super Bowls. And there was a precipitous drop-off from number one to any other pick, even in the first round, and it gets even worse as you go further and further down the draft. Of mm-hmm. course, you can point to third-round picks who are thriving and Brock Purdy's thriving and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But when you put it all together over the last 30 years, the higher the pick for a quarterback, the more likely they are to be successful. I I understand that in theory and in general. I understand. Kicks, what happens if... That's why I can't toss it away. Number two pick, you got a chance to draft a quarterback. Don't let it slip. But don't just take him just because he's the second one on most people's board. He's got to be the second one on your board. Yeah, you got to believe in him. Yeah. Or you move up to number one. To secure your guy, what were you which is say? a possibility. I mean, they have the ammo to move back up, yeah. right? And they have future right. draft picks. So right. if there's a Penix there or Jaden Daniels slips a little what bit. What if they go 2-8? I mean, if you get Marvin Harrison and then trade back up and take, like, Penix at 20 or Jaden Daniels and maybe a future, that's a home run. Right. That's an absolute home run. What if you believe or, in Jaden Daniels have and you can get man. Marvin Harrison at 2 and you get Daniels at 10? you got five picks in the top 100. You package a couple of them to jump up to 10 to get them. And if Peters loves, right. Peters loves Jaden Daniels and feels like he can get a two-for-one, sure, work your magic. But once It's you get, a gamble. I, I don't like, it's a big gamble. I am a quarterback snob, pedigree snob. It's been well documented. I like picking quarterbacks as high as possible. I don't like, well, this guy's picked in so the fourth round. So hold on, hold okay, on. show me the other 100 guys picked in the hold fourth on, round on, that on, fell on, on their cakes, face cakes, and did cakes. nothing. So if they pick Jaden Daniels at number two, would that make you feel different? Instead of picking him at, say, like 9, 10, 11, if they trade it back up? Does it make me feel different? Yes. The answer is yes. I feel <laughs> like the further you slide down the board, the more warts there are on you. Well, that's generally true. That's generally the way it works. Like the true. more teams pass on you, generally, yeah. like jo- uh, like, jo- like Jordan Love, it. like Aaron Rodgers, like Lamar Jackson. Well, look, again, again, you can find 
outliers at it's just, 31. It's, very, it's just so very weird. Well, you call no, no, them outliers, so, but there are a lot of them. No, but it's just it's very no, weird. Okay. That, show, that, me, show, me no, no, of, uh, show me a lot of number 31. Was Lamar picked 31st or 32nd? 32nd, right? Show me a lot of teams. 30, number 32 overall picks or that have the resume of a Lamar Jackson. Well, you can't. Well, if you go below for the first, most part, you can. They aren't out there. If you go past, if you go 32 or worse, you can find guys. Yeah. You find outliers. You don't, it is not the norm. I know that people want to keep pitching me that it's the norm. Well, you can find a guy in the third round. It's Russell a lower Wilson. hit rate. We're not even it's ta- a lower hit rate. Picks. We're not even talking about the third round. We're talking about trading back into the first round. I don't even see Penix. And this is just one snob. mock draft. I, I don't see him projected in the first but round. Like, I'm, I'm also a high first-round snob. Well, he must have taken a hit because going into that championship game, he I saw him a one at eight. Yeah. This is from the 33rd team. Yeah. I, I kind of like going to their site because it's all if former Peters guys. Peters comes in and waves in his magic wand no. and picks up Daniels and Harrison, both in the top 10 or 12, more power to him. I hope it works. But like JP's mentioning, when you move down from 1 to 12, your chances of, of a hit rate go way, way down. Yeah, you're more likely to land a Josh Rosen. <laughs> right. But there are a I lot of Ryan Leafs. It's, just, it's, so, it's course, so weird. The, Zach Wilson. It's so weird. The, so, if Drake May, so if Drake May slides... So if Drake May slides out of the top ten, you think he sucks now? I don't think he sucks. I think he's not as good as the guy that was picked at number two or number three. Until, well, number one, until he obviously. has a Will Levis-like game where he debuts with four touchdowns, and then you go, oh, he's silly. Oh, I, I, that Will Levis game did raise an eyebrow. Right, but and then, then he the went five, back to being my, five or six games Am I the only one that thinks it's so weird? I like, think it's a little bit weird, yeah. These guys, these guys are all overrated, you know. Not necessarily overrated, but just... The, this guy sucks because he was picked there. But, yeah. but we had him as top two, so I thought he was good. Right. But now he sucks because he fell eight spots. Yeah. Like, no, Jane, Jane Daniels sucks if he's picked 12. Jane Daniels doesn't suck if he someone reaches for him at two. Right. That's, that's just, the that's perception. Very, that's so no, that's weird. That's the perception until he proves otherwise. Yeah, it's just, I mean, by and large, Cakes is going to be proven right. It's just being judgmental. He can fill in the blank. doesn't matter what the player is. You're going to take the higher drafted pick as having the more likelihood to be a better player. So, so Dane Brugler, who's done uh, NFL mm-hmm. drafts for a long time, he just put his out yesterday. Of course, at number two, the common sense is Drake May. But what's interesting, so say they take Harrison at two, he actually has at 19, he has J.J. McCarthy going. So so say that. Like, 19 is a good spot. J.J.'s still there. He tests really yeah, well. What if they like J.J.? And they love him. What if they think so J.J.'s Har- a bigger, stronger Brock Purdy. Then you're trading 35 and 40 or whatever to get back up to 19. Maybe I, something I mean, else. And you take J.J. and Marvin Harrison. You just, you just as want to draft the guy who handed the ball off a ton in college? You, you <laughs> like his, well, that's a Harbaugh thing. Like, clearly I, I they're going to look at it. I, I, I absolutely hate that pick. It's uh, 10 completions in the championship game. Yeah, I mean, you, that's the guy you're going to hit your wagon to? <laughs> Best of luck. I'd rather have Drake Bay at number two, personally. Cakes is all in on Ben Johnson and I Drake May. I, I, I turned my nose up. Cakes, the what if your guy, Ben Johnson? They, they only ran I for just, 200 yards in the first quarter. What if your guy, Ben Johnson? <laughs> yes, my okay? guy. He's your guy. He is Love my Ben guy. Johnson. It's my guy. What if your guy, Ben Hard Johnson? Ben I just Johnson. I just put the video of him talking to Sam Howell yes. okay, from a couple of years ago. What if he goes to Adam Peters? I know, you, I know what and, Cakes can say. Cakes for that's impossible. And stuffs for and Sam Howell? He says, you know what? I, I want fix him. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, yeah. And I believe in Sam Howell. Here, this would be my reaction. Oh. 
falling out of your chair. I would, All right, here, here's I would the melt scenario. like the, the witch this? in the Wizard of Oz. Josh oh, Harris is the owner of <laughs> Trust the Process, okay? What if they evaluate these guys and they go, look, uh, Drake May is the second-best quarterback here in this class, but historically he's just like an average first-round pick. Marvin Harrison, though, is a once-in-20-year player. Let's get Harrison, and if we struggle this year, who cares? We'll be at the top. We luck the quarterbacks coming out in 2024 or 2025, whatever the hell it is, and then we'll get our quarterback there. I could see that happening. Because, by the way, we, we waited five, six years, but we got the right guys in Philly, and now we're contenders. Here, Marvin, we can't pass on Harrison. He's the best player at his position by far. All right, if you want to weigh in, you can do that on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 800-636-1067. Do you see a scenario where the commanders bypass quarterback at two and select Marvin Harrison Jr.? Instead, we'll take your calls on that next on The Fan. Open Line Thursday brought to you by Window Nation. Searching for new windows and doors? Search windownation.com. Their windows are measured to fit the first time and installed by experts to last. Window Nation for your home because it's where you live. 800-636-1067. Taking your calls on the unlikely scenario that the commanders look at the board and say, you know what, we're going to bypass quarterback at two, and we're going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., and we're going to supercharge our offense. We're going to pl- plug him in next to Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and right. company. And you got a pretty damn good wideout trail. If Dotson can rebound from his subpar year, right. McLaurin's year was a little bit down, too. Um, yeah, so I it's, guess it's the only if you think Marvin Harrison is like special, Randy Moss like, right. like you're talking about a true generational player, and then you look at the quarterbacks and you go, yeah, they're all good, but I don't think any of them are like world beaters. We can get one just as good next year. You can always tweet us. That's the argument you would Mm -hmm. make. You can always tweet us at Junks Radio. Here are a couple tweets. This one from my take. EB's description of MHJ, Marvin Harrison Jr., is pretty much the exact same description he provided for Chase Young. I agree. Give me the quarterback, not passing on another quarterback. This one, Drew Brees was drafted 32nd overall. I'd put his resume up against Lamar Jackson. Keith Brill, who tweets us a lot, says, sleeping on the offensive line. Think about this. The Detroit Lions, Ben Johnson, has three first-round picks on the offensive line and two third-round picks. The Commanders currently have zero first-round pick offensive linemen on the roster. What if they stun everybody? And they draft a that tackle. Would, that would blow. I would, I would, <laughs> they go, we gotta have a curse. Have you ever seen? I know you've heart. seen this. Have you ever seen the pictures of the monks who would douse themselves in gasoline before and, they let, and and they light strike a match? Fire? Yeah, that's what I would do. I would self-immolate on the show. <laughs> If, yeah, but what, what if they think <laughs> a big fat offensive line? I mean, lineman. I don't think you can win without said, a decent Joe offensive Alt line. Is, we have to have Joe Alt at number two. Or I the would, kid from Penn State. I would but set myself what if on it's fire. your guy Ben Johnson saying that they need to start there? We're that, in for the long haul. Well, I, got, I just signed a five year contract. Trust the process. I'm in for the long haul. Know what that would tell me about Ben Johnson? That we got some sort of imposter body snatcher form of Ben Johnson because I know he's not uh, hey, burning. Yeah, but they have they have Penny Sewell right in Detroit. Yes, correct. And I'm trying to remember exactly when he was drafted. So I'm he looking was a it high up. Pick. Penny Sewell was the seventh pick, pick in yeah. the draft. Okay, a little further down, but he is a stalwart on that offensive line. 
And what if Ben Johnson says, look, I like to run play action. I like to establish the run. I'm gonna. I got. I signed a five year contract. Are, it's gonna take a little while to get where we want. You, I trust my guy Adam to Peters. Me? Are you intentionally trying to tweak me over there? A little bit. <laughs> All right, let's these calls because I think they're going quarterback, and I think they should go Cakes, quarterback. Cakes, make it a one. You're king of the one sided bets. No, all hundred dollars if they draft up. No, no I've, I've gotten into Number trouble two. with those in the past. I'm staying far, far away. All right, let's ban the calls. Let's go to Jake in Woodbridge. Jake, what's up, buddy? Good morning, guys. Hope hey, you guys man. are having a good day so far. Thank you, Thanks. Jake. Hey, listen, I, I am I am so on Jaden Daniels, it's crazy. And I don't understand how everyone is not just trying to get this guy. <clears throat> We're talking about a guy, Heisman winner, talking about a guy who has better stats than Joe Burrow, a worse defense. And if they had if they had a better defense, they probably would have been undefeated. He torched SEC defenses all season, and we're just pretending that we don't want him. It's crazy to me that nobody is on Jaden Daniels as much as To say nobody is a stretch, I'm looking at a mock draft from the 33rd team, and they have the Washington Commanders at number two selecting Jaden Daniels. So some of these mocks now, have him I, moving up the everyone board. Everyone needs to have that. Okay. Everyone needs to have that. Jaden Daniels is the best pick in the draft. Okay, but some people, some people prefer Drake May. All right, I know Tim Hasselbeck on ESPN said Drake May was the best prospect he's seen since he's been working at ESPN, which I right. think is 15 years. We know Rick Spielman, who's now part of the front office, loves Caleb Williams. Correct. So you think he's not going to be in Adam Peters' ear hyping up Caleb Williams throughout the process? Hmm. It's a lock he will be. And, and I think what you say Daniels is Daniels uh, is better at two than he is at nine. He is better at well, he, he just would believe in him more. At two, yeah. There's there's more of a consensus on him if he goes higher. All right, let's I, go. I don't know why that's so hard to understand. Hold on. It actually makes sense. I mean, let's go to Bryant in D.C. Bryant, what's up, buddy? You're on with the junkies. Hey, uh, let me first say that uh, I'm kind of new to the program. And when I say new, I just started listening to you maybe about a couple of years ago. Yeah. I have truly turned into a fan. You guys thank uh, you, buddy. have an interesting take. Well, thank, <laughs> you. thank you, Brian. Brian, we thank you. That. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, pal. Now, uh, I, you know, my, my, my take on this whole thing is that it's really the system mm-hmm. that, a, that a guy's drafted into. Example, Jay, uh, what's the guy who, coach, uh, who quarterbacks for uh, Detroit? He's drafted it by uh, by by Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff Fisher was there when he first started. He looked like a bus. Mm-hmm. Then Sean McVay came, kind of revitalized him a little bit, and then he went to Detroit, and now he's really blossoming. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. You want a good guy. You want talent. Right. But it's more the system. There's More something to be said for that. It's got to be the right fit. You got to have talent, and it's got to be the right fit. I mean, look at the way Baker's bounced around, and now he's blossoming. Hell, Alex Smith struggled first five years in the league. Then he went to Kansas City, and everyone kind of thinks of the the end of Alex Smith's career, but kind of in the middle of his career, he's pretty darn good. I think each case is different. With Baker, I think he's matured. Thank some. you, Bryant. Yeah. And some Thank opportunities you. were shorter, and there was a lot of pressure on him in Cleveland. There's always um, circumstances. But also, a number one pick. Jared Goff, a number one pick. So number one picks are going to be talented. Mm-hmm. Some of them are going to not hit as well as others, but you know they're talented. I think all these guys are talented. So I think I the, generally the small, think most quarterbacks the later can make picks the are ta- often nicked 
not for talent, for size. All I know is if you bypass a quarterback at number two and you take Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, he better be wearing a gold jacket in about 15 to 18 years. Like, Like if you're bypassing a quarterback there, you better have him pegged as a Hall of Fame level talent. And by the way, where you're picking. I didn't criticize the pick of Chase. I understood it. But I did tweet on the time. You can go to my timeline and look. If uh who who went five and ten? I can't remember. Two one. Uh, if, if two or these guys turn into like Russell Wilson, yeah. no matter what Chase does, it's gonna be a big disaster. Right. Yeah. And I got uh, ridiculed, canceled, uh what all the terms. What are, what is it? What do they call when they just all of a sudden blackballed? No, no. What is it called? Val, or, uh, ratioed? Yeah, I got ratioed. <laughs> got ratioed by Redskin Nation. Uh, let's go to Sam in Centerville. Sam, what's up? Hey, good morning, guys. How hey, you Sam. Doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Listen, I agree with the the point when Chase Young. When we were all eyes on Chase Young. I was all aboard of Chase Young. Mm-hmm. I wanted Chase Young. Um, that was supposed to be the one in every 20 years talent. Right. Generational talent. 100%. Right? And we messed that up completely. Right. And then from then on, Commanders Nation, Redskins Nation, whatever, we all decided that going quarterback would be the best choice. I don't agree with going with the wide receiver number two. I think we, if we make that mistake again, it's really going to haunt us for the rest of our lives. Going quarterback, I think, is the best choice. But do you go with quarterback going. just because he's a second rate quarterback? What if he's just. Kind of an average quarterback. It's just what if he's Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah. So the Kenny Pickett draft, I think he was the only quarterback drafted in the first round. So by default, twenties, right? But by default, he made it in the first round. But maybe in a typical draft, he might be third round. So let's say Matt Corral, right? Let's say if if the number two pick this year is Jaden Daniels, but in a different draft, he might be a third rounder. Do you still force it? Right. But let me let me ask this question: Are are these three quarterbacks? Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels, do are in, in your opinion, do you think they're all better than Sam Howell? Yes. So From what I've been told, but I don't watch a ton of college football, to be honest. This is based on I think there's what a, I read. There's a very high likelihood that they have a ch- chance to be better for sure. Right. Look, then I draft the quarterback. We gotta take that flyer on the court. We gotta go quarterback. We have to take that flyer on the quarterback. I agree with you. You got a Heisman, you got, you got a Heisman from I think Caleb Williams was a Heisman last year. You got a Heisman winner last year. You got a Heisman winner this year. You can't go wrong with the quarterback. Hmm. I think that's when Ben Johnson comes in. He looks at the team we have. He says, "All right, you know, it's time to go." You know, we. Should, we I mean, you can go with Sam Howell, maybe, right? But that's also risky going to next year. You got to go with quarterback Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, Drake May. One of those three. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. might be great. He might not be. That's too risky to go with. I think you have to go quarterback. All right. Thank you. Thank I you, cannot buddy. go with Sam Howell next year. No, me personally, I'm, unless I'm doing the long term plan, like EB says, and we're going to build up the team and then we'll get the quarterback next year because we've done the scouting and these three or four quarterbacks, right. those are our targets. Or we next just don't year. want to throw our guy to the wolves yet and we're going to let him start the season and we don't have, we haven't built our offensive lineup yet and we're going to let yeah. this guy learn. He's going to go in the Jordan Love uh, program. All that and said, the process. I would draft the quarterback. <laughs> I would draft the I think, quarterback. I think they're going to. I think this all might be a done deal. Like I was saying during the break, I was like, this has all been in the, it's been in the Peters. The fix is in. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Peters, Johnson and Drake may. Well, I definitely think it's going to be Ben Johnson. I'll be stunned if it's not Ben Johnson at this point. Uh, Reggie, Reggie, what's up, buddy? 
You there? Hey, good morning. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. What's up, What's up? Reggie? Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, the previous two callers kind of stole my thunder. I agree. I think you got your quarterback in the building right now. I mean, if if you, you like take Sam, a look at, I, I'm not I'm not a Commanders fan, but I think he has the capability to run. The Why do you think he flailed so badly in the second half of the season? Because I like Sam too, but he really struggled in the second half of the season. I think I think it's just coaching. If you get the right coach with the kid, I think he'll he'll be what you expect him to be. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to the coaching. If Ben Johnson comes in and says in an interview, I've looked at the tape over this past season, he has what I need to work with. You go out and you, you get Marvin Harrison and you surround him with all the talent that he needs. If it doesn't work, you can still go back into, like someone said, go back into the second or third round and draft a quarterback just in case how isn't the guy. But So you're with me, games... Reggie. You're with me. The enemy didn't do this kid any favors, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. You give him some competent coaching, and I think he'll be exactly what you're looking for. But he just needs a little bit more. And you cover yourself by going back into the second or third round, and you get the, uh, another quarterback. So you would draft Harrison. Yuck, I hate that. You would draft <laughs> Harrison. Look at me, Reggie. I would draft Harrison. You got Harrison, and then you have uh, your other first, your other number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You got you, all you need is a tight end. You need a running back, and you can get that in this year's draft. And you have, and you, you got to get the offensive line straight. That 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 goes without That's saying. All. You got to. <laughs> He's named every position. Well, they need help. They literally need help at every position on the. I don't think he touched the defense. He has them drafted. Worst defense. He has them drafting receiver. He said that all you need is tight end, offensive line, and running back. I'm being honest. We've been doing this show going on 28 years. The roster's never been this depleted and bleak my entire time. I've never looked at a roster and said. They don't have anything. Well, that's why Adam Peters is brought in. I know, but we've had 100 it. coaching changes. We've had 100 different regimes. I've been through Ben. We do this every three, four years. It's never, our talent level has never been this bad. <laughs> like, there's nothing. There's like three players. Rock bottom. I mean, at, Peters could barely say there's a couple cornerstone players. He barely <laughs> mumbled it out. Cornerstone players? How can you say there's one cornerstone player Dude, where you're coming off the four-win campaign? He was pressured. Yeah. He was on the podium. He Somebody, barely, exactly. yeah, yeah. Somebody tweeted. He barely burped it out. Somebody <laughs> tweeted, like, they're not that far away. Did you hear what Peters said? I was like, are you kidding me? What's he What's he supposed to say? <laughs> this roster sucks? Yeah, yeah he's not I gonna... took this. What if he came on and he said, all right. Quite frankly, I had a lot of opportunities. I took this job because Josh Harris gave me the biggest bag a, of money. A, I know this team sucks. It's going to be a world, long road. It might take years because the roster blows. Do you think he could have said that? Resources. If there was unlimited resources, they might keep five players on this team. Unlimited resources. There'd they had zero pro bowlers. Turnover. They had zero pro bowlers. Right. That's not all pro. Thanks, Ron. Pro bowlers. Thanks a lot, Ron. You keep Tress. Payne and Allen and Terry. Those are like the only ones you need to keep. Kind of like Jahan, if he bounces back. He's average. I like rookie year, Jahan. Turns out he's average. <laughs> I like him, but he, oh, you know. Not under Ben Johnson, he's not going to be average. Hey, I need a golf partner. Can Logan stay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep him in the mix. I think he, yeah, but he shouldn't be the number one guy, probably. All right, coming up next, we will talk Washington Capitals with Dylan Strom. He will join us at 845. We'll talk Wiz at 9 o'clock with our friend, 
Chris Miller from Monumental Sports. Welcome back to the show. Junk's on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980 AM. We should hmm. hear from Dylan Strom well, in just a minute. Those guys here. are too busy talking about Jimmy John's and <laughs> Valdez's brisket that he's making for the oh, game. Yeah. making brisket? Yeah, you, the, you te- the Texans and brisket aren't the only things. Or, God dang it. I've screwed up my zing. Oh, I said the Texans aren't the only thing getting smoked on Saturday. Mm, yeah, it's, it's close. You're so close to delivering it perfectly. Right. All right, right now on the BetQL guest hotline, we say hello to Dylan Strom from the Washington Capitals. He's brought to you by C.D. Shanahan's Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, Quality and Comfort You Can Rely On. Stromer, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Everything's going good. Good. I'm on my way to the rink, so just uh, just hanging out. What's up with you guys? Okay. We're, We're just talking football. Old. Are you a football fan? Huge football fan. I'd love to talk some football. Who's your team? Uh, well, unfortunately, it's Patriots. All right. Aren't you a Patriots guy? Well, similar conversation. So they have the number three pick in the draft. As a Patriots fan, would you be okay with them not drafting a quarterback and drafting, let's say, Marvin Harrison Jr. And Stromer, before you answer, are are you just how did you just happen to become a Patriots fan? I mean, they're only the most successful NFL franchise of oh, I don't know, the last twenty plus years. How did that happen? So I was in a hockey tournament, and me and my mom went down to uh, Boston area when we were like six or seven, and we got to do like a tour of the stadium. I think maybe we were a little, maybe like eight. I, I was so probably like around two thousand five ish, two thousand four. And um, so we went to the stadium and we got to like walk around and go on the field and stuff. And uh, it was like a little cool tour that we did. And I didn't know obviously anything about football when I was that young. So that just became my team. And then obviously everyone knew about okay. Tom Brady. He was only a couple of years in by then. But for that reason, I, I love the Patriots ever since. Then. That's fair. Okay, that that fair. Absolutely fair. So were you okay with getting rid of Belichick or where do you stand on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a, a tough decision. I mean, um, I have a I have a feeling that it was kind of a, a mutual thing. I don't think he really. I think he kind of saw where the team was headed, and right. I think they they kind of discussed it. And then he's, you know, at at, at some point, I think he has to move on. Uh, regards to the quarterback question, I mean, you just look at every like good team in the league. I feel like they have like at least a stable quarterback, and obviously the Patriots haven't really had that since Brady. Like Mac Jones was good his first year, but. Um, other than that, I mean, I think quarterback is obviously the most important position, and Marvin Harrison would be great, but if you got no one to throw him the ball, then he's kind of rendered pretty useless. So so who are you resigned to at three? So if he's Caleb saying, because we were having this conversation about the commanders, he's saying you got to go quarterback. Okay, but hold on. So who's he thinking? Because if Caleb goes one and Drake May goes two, who's that leave you with? Jaden Daniels. I don't know. I have this. I have this running theory that that what about what about if the the Bears are, are already looking to get a quarterback at one, and and if they're looking to shop maybe their quarterback to the Patriots, maybe Ooh. not for the third pick, but somewhere in in that line. Oh, I so you take Justin pretty... Fields? Oh yeah, you don't have to give up the third pick to get Justin Fields. That, no, no, no. I don't hate and, that. And then you get Harrison, and and you've seen how Fields is was pretty good the last seven or eight games with with some good receivers. Mm. So I, I kind of like that that idea. There's not much out there else. I don't know how good the the third, I guess it would be uh, Jaden Daniels, maybe, or um, I don't even know who would be that next quarterback after him. Maybe the who was it? The guy that was in the national championship? Penix, Penix. or Bo Nix? I mean, they're they're guys. Yeah. You, you, it's a lock. You have at least one fantasy football team. Don't Has you? to probably high dollar too. I have two. I have two of them. One with my buddies at home, and one with the Caps boys. So I was in the finals this year, but we lost. Uh, who lost, won? I lost in the finals. 
Uh, Darcy Kemper beat me in the finals, unfortunately. Aww. We had a big, big trip early on in the season, and it, and it got us both to the finals. So we'll take it. I'll, I guess I'll take some money for second place. Let me ask you a hockey question, kind of. But we were talking about this the other day. Um, when Mantha, that guy was chopping it, was it his brother? That was his doing brother, yeah, Your was, brother was like hacking at Mantha. Yeah. Was he? Was he basically saying, "Let's go"? Does that mean let's fight? Yeah. And and who would who would win in a fight? Because your brother gives up uh, inches and a lot of pounds to to Mantha. Yeah, I know. I know. My brother actually got in a fight uh, a couple of years ago when, when we were playing against him in Chicago. Uh, one of their guys hit our guy from behind, and then my brother went in there after. So uh, I think it would be a pretty good fight. I think, I mean, obviously, Manta's got the height and the size, so I think that would be tough for my brother. But my brother has gotten a lot of fights. I think maybe a, maybe a couple more than Manta. Not not many, but um, I think it would be a pretty good fight. But I don't know. Was he instigating? When you do that, does that mean you want to fight? Yeah, I think that was like uh, I don't know. I think I, I think Manta probably saw that it was my brother at, at some point. It was kind of like uh, maybe I, maybe we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't fight hey, right in front you know of the bench. I don't know. Yeah, from, from what Dylan's saying, he's basically saying don't mess with my brother because he was he's poking the bigger guy. Yeah. trying to get fight with a guy who was about six five two thirty five. And Manta. here's another question that we had: Why do sometimes the refs let you guys fight, and at other times they get in the middle and they're like, no, 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 we're not doing this now. Yeah, I mean, I think each linesman is different because they're the one that come that come in to to stop the fight if they do. I think like maybe they're told like if a helmet falls off and they can get in there early, like maybe just avoid the you know the the dangerous play and get in there as quick as they can. You saw the one I'm sure Edmonton versus right. Johnson on the duck that was a good fight, and you saw at first uh, Edmonton kind of fell into our our bench, the door kind of opened, right, and then when it's a guy like Johnson, I mean he he doesn't play too many minutes and he's he's a big fighter guy, so. Um, you know, he fell. Uh, Edmonton fell into our bench, and we kind of helped him get up. And and I think Johnson kind of knows like knows the the lay of the land, obviously when it comes to fighting. So the refs kind of came in, and we kind of told them all our bench was saying like, you know, let let him go, let him go. They, you know, th- this is what you know everyone wants to see in the whole building. So we'll, I mean, let him go for a little bit. And the refs, to their credit, actually did back off and, and let them fight, and it was a great fight. Yeah, but then they stopped another one later that was potentially going to happen. I remember. I can't remember who it was. I'm trying to think of it. I, yeah. I think they kind of just do it because, like, they don't want – there's a big suspension and, and – well, not a suspension, but there's a uh, – you get kicked out of the game if you start the second fight. Um, oh. If there's two fights going on at once. So I think when there's, like, a scrum, they try to just avoid, like, two guys fighting at once so nobody gets kicked out. So I think that happens sometimes. I see. I see. Got Stromer, it. how many line pairings have you been on this season? <laughs> have you played with everybody? <laughs> um – Pretty close, I would think. Obviously, not not the centers, but um, I played with Kuzi a couple times with him on on my wing. But um, yeah, probably about probably about ten or 11, ten guys at least. I don't think I don't think Kubel, and I don't think Malenstein, and I don't think Dowd. Who are you? Who, who's your current pairing right now? I was uh, Patcheretti and Oshi the last like three three. Oshi and Patch. See, I'm I'm still- and Oshi's got a couple goals for you. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think we're we work well together. Patches, you know, finding his way, and he's gets in there on the forecheck, and we've been we've been having some success, you know, in in the offensive zone where we can kind of control play a little bit, not not so much one and done. So, you know, I, I think, and we've had some good success with. I had a lot of chances last game against Anaheim. I should have scored, and and that would have been like five games in a row for for our line with a goal. So that would have been would have been nice. But hopefully, we can uh, kind of follow it up tonight. Stromer, I'm stealing this from a local hockey blog, Japers Rink. Uh, speaking of playing with a lot of different players on the team, it's pretty stark to see the impact that you're having on your teammates 
when it comes to five-on-five numbers. Basically, if guys are playing on a line with you, their stats across the board are all up. They're all better. So that has to feel good. I'm sure the coaches have pointed that out to you. That has to feel good that when when Stromer gets placed on the line, everybody's production goes up. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a good a good compliment. And obviously, um, you, know, you want to be a guy that's relied upon by your coach. I think kind of the season kind of goes in waves where you, you know, you're feeling good, you have some confidence, and then you get some points, and then maybe for a couple games it goes down. But you want to try to try to be as, you know, as as, as consistent as possible. And um, you know, fortunate for me, fortunately for me, uh, you know, Carbs likes to put me out for for a lot of ozone draws. Um, so that definitely helps the helps the stats where you can start in the ozone. I know Dowd's line starts in the D zone most of the time, but and, and they do a tremendous job of getting out and then creating some some time in the ozone. So when you're starting in the ozone and if you if you're okay at faceoffs, then you know for the most part you should have the puck and, and should create a couple chances. So um, you know, I think it, it goes in both ways. You know I try to be a a guy that sets up plays and also tries to to limit the the chances against. So. Um, you know, we're, we're in a pretty big dogfight here for this last playoff spot or, or for the playoffs, and, and um, you know, it's fun to be a part of. So just trying to help the team as best as I can, and um, it's, been, it's been fun this year. Stromer, I know this guy hasn't been your teammate for very long. He's a recent signing, Ethan Bear. It had to feel good for you guys to celebrate him uh, netting his first goal, and I believe it was 366 days. So he was up against it. He gets one against the Ducks to, to open up the scoring there, and the celebration looked fun on the bench for you guys. Yeah, everyone was happy for him. I think I'm not sure we knew exactly how long it had been, but you know, whenever a guy has an injury that's out for a long time, it definitely feels good for him to you know to get back out there and just with the guys and um, you know to, for him to get it. Obviously, it was a big goal, it was a game-winning goal. I'm not sure if you guys did. You guys happen to see the the video of him post game in the in the dressing room? I did not. I saw the, Coach uh, Carberry. He's a, I, I like I love that kind of peek into the locker room. You know, Carberry complimenting the players, complimenting the goalie. So I did see that. Yeah, so Bearsy, like usually, if a guy gets their first goal or point or something on the Caps, the uh, coach will give him the puck, and then they'll have a little speech. And he goes, uh, he said, "Thanks for the thanks for the 500 Stromer." So I, I put 500 dollars on the on the board for the the game winning goal. So Bearsy, nice nice of him to let everyone know that I I owe him 500 bucks now. Oh, nice, incentivized. Nice. I didn't know well that was a thing. Do you do that every game, or is that well, how's that work? No, 500 goal. Like, uh, yeah, no, it's kind of just like a thing in the, in like the for like hockey players. I think I'm not sure of other sports, but um, you know, maybe if you're playing against your brother, or you're playing in your hometown, or you're you're back from an injury, or you get a big milestone, things like that. So, kind of just put money up on the board, and then it goes towards the team fund if we ever have you know a team party or or team gotcha. things like that. So it's just uh, a little thing that 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 the hockey player. I'm sure every every team does it, but um, you know, a little thing that that Very you can cool. do. So a nice embarrassy to to shout that out after the game, and <laughs> I got to give him five five crispy hundred dollar bills today. Nice, nice. feels good. Uh, Dylan, thanks for the time, man. We always appreciate it. Best of luck against the Blues tonight, and uh, on that road trip before the All Star break, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, guys. Talk to you next week. All thank right, you. thank you, buddy. That's Dylan Strom from the Washington Capitals. Brought to you by CD Shanahan's Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Quality and comfort you can rely on. When we come back, we will talk about the Washington Wizards. We'll be joined by Chris Miller, Wizards play-by-play voice on Monumental Sports Network. Next, here on The Fan. Welcome back to an open line Thursday on the Junks. Presented by our friends at Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Coming up before the show is done, you have a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish. Also, we'll give away a pair of tickets to see the Wizards take on the Nuggets Sunday, January 21st at Capital One Arena. 
Right now, we will will talk Washington Wizards with Chris Miller. He joins us on the BetQL guest hotline, Wizards play-by-play voice from Monumental Sports Hmm. Network. Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Hey, you're doing well. So the the Wiz shake up the roster. Come on down, Marvin Bagley the third. You are the newest member of the Washington Wizards. He shipped over here from the Pistons. Talk about how that deal went down, how it impacts both teams going forward. You know, for Detroit, obviously they need a little bit of veteran leadership. So getting a guy like Gallo and Mike Muscala, who I thought were terrific here uh, during their time in terms of trying to help navigate these young players through these choppy waters, that is the NBA. I think they're getting some veteran leadership. I think what the Wizards are getting are some athletic guys. And uh, especially for Marvin Bagley the third. Uh, you guys remember when Maryland was in the ACC, you got to see Bagley. And the one thing that I just took away from him coming out of high school was the guy had some spring in his step. I loved his second jump as a rebounder. And there's three things I think he brings to the team right away. Uh, one is his energy. Um, two is his shot making. And maybe the most important thing he brings to this team is rebounding. I mean, he's a career seven rebound guy and that has been really the most difficult part of this season for Washington in terms of what they look like every night is getting just beat on the backboards and I think he's just going to be able to help right away in that department uh Daniel Gafford won't play tonight he's dealing with uh in concussion protocol so I would expect Bagley to get some significant minutes tonight against the Knicks so Chris the the Wiz also secure and I'm sure this is important for Will Dawkins and the front office two future second round picks in the deal. We we know what this season and next season are going to be about. It's about stockpiling picks and acquiring draft capital, and they do that also in the Bagley deal. Yeah, they do, and I think that's a great point that you brought up about what the future looks like. Um, you know, Oklahoma City was in town a couple of weeks ago, and I even said it during the broadcast. I say, you know, Wizards fans, if you want to see what this looks like down the road, Uh, Look at what Oklahoma City looks like. And Will Dawkins had, he figured prominently in a lot of those decisions that were made there. And now he's in D.C., and I'm sure he has the same type of philosophy of stockpiling picks, being able to make every decision on the table as opposed to being kind of hamstrung with one decision, but to have multiple picks, having cap space, having all these triggers that you need to make a championship-caliber team. I think he has all of that at his disposal so I think those two second-round picks, albeit you know, people say, oh, well, they're just second-round picks. Well, it's amazing what you can do with second-round picks today in the NBA, how you can flip players. And um, those were, I think, key assets also to make that deal work. So entering the season, I thought Jordan Poole was going to be a guy who might average close to 30 points per game. And at times, he is instant offense. What has been your assessment of him through half the season? I think it's difficult to go from a championship-caliber team where you are the sixth man, essentially, and able to come into a game and play as free as you want, then to come to a new team where now you're not on a championship-caliber team and you are priority number one on the scouting report. And I think what has happened this season is Jordan is seeing what life is like for a guy like Steph Curry, right? His former teammate where every night you're getting pushed and bumped and, you know, teams are being extremely physical with him. 
And I think I hate saying the word process, but it is not as easy as you thought or I even thought. I agree with you. I thought he was going to be anywhere from a 25 to a 28-point score a night, having explosive games. And, you know, you guys remember in the preseason here in New York, he exploded for 40. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling a game and looking at Wally Zerbiak, who calls the games for the Knicks mm-hmm. during a timeout and was like, boy, this is going to be fun. But the harsh reality is, is, you know, Jordan is seeing what life in the NBA is like to be a 1A or 1B player. Where where are we with the development of Koulibaly? He kind of surprised me early on. Uh, you know, just maybe it could be a little bit more of a contributor. He's playing a lot of minutes still. Seems like he's kind of had a down January, if you just look at kind of like shooting percentages and those kinds of things. But where are yeah, we in point. his development? Yeah, good point with the shooting percentages. But I am absolutely in love with this kid. Okay. I mean, everything about him um, reeks of winner. Uh-huh. And I'll give you a couple of examples. So when you're a rookie in the NBA, listen, your eyes are wide open, right? This is the first time you're playing at the highest level of basketball. I've never gotten one sense being around him or calling the game where I felt he was overwhelmed. Especially being 19, he, that's insane. And to be 19 and every night, you know, the coaching staff is telling you, hey, um, go guard their best player, their best perimeter player, and mm-hmm. good luck. And I I can only count maybe one or two times where I thought, I was like, oh, wolf, boy, he, <laughs> he's going to remember this night. And the other thing is just how poised he is. He doesn't really get down on himself, and he's not really highly emotional when he has great moments. Like, he's had a couple of dunks this year where I, I have to admit I've lost my mind because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, he really – climbed the ladder on somebody and dunked, and he ran back on defense. Um, I think that type of personality um, is going to benefit him because he just doesn't seem to be overwhelmed. And listen, you know, over in France, and and you guys are going to start seeing it. It happened this year and and this year's draft. You're going to see it again. These French players are coming over here, and there's a lot of them. And they've been professional basketball players for a long time. So I don't see them being overwhelmed by being in the NBA and um, being like kind of in awe of it. You know, even the last time we were in New York, I asked Bilal, I was like, hey, man, this is pretty cool. You're playing in the garden. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he was still like, yeah, okay. He really didn't feel like most kids in our country would probably feel about playing in the world's most famous arena. So I just love the kids' makeup. And I know the scoring has been down and, you know, that can also be a byproduct of, listen, there's film on him now. And teams have seen him. You know, the Knicks will see him for the third time tonight. You know, teams have seen him multiple times, and you can kind of game plan for him. But uh, I'm a big fan of this kid, guys. I think he has tremendous upside. And I think on a really, really, really good team, he could be that glue guy that gets rebounds, assists, scores, uh, defense, do really everything on the floor that you need. So two days ago, the Wizards assigned Johnny Davis to the G League affiliate, the Capital City Go-Go. And, I mean, I don't want to be too hard on the kid, but if you can't get minutes on a 7-32 and rebuilding team, like what kind of future do you have in the NBA? You know, it's tough for him because he's caught in the log jam, and as you said, he hasn't played well. But to get this opportunity to go to the Go-Go, the only reason I think that it's a benefit for him he just needs to play. Just sitting there, I don't think it benefits him. 
So going to the go-go and, and getting some reps. Uh, I'll give you an example, Patrick Baldwin Jr. This is a kid that went down to the go-go and, and kind of lit it up, you know, put up some big numbers. And these last uh, two to three games, uh, this kid's confidence has skyrocketed. And I, I think the go-go can help young players like that try to figure out, you know, how can you get your game unlocked? So hopefully that's the case for Johnny goes down there. I don't know how long he'll be down there, but hopefully he can get his confidence back because, Listen, when he was in college, this kid was Big Ten Player of the Year. I mean, he beat out guys like, you know, Jay Nivey, you know, for that award. So the kid had a resume coming into the league. It's just been tough for him to kind of get started. What's it like when they lose to the Pistons? Hmm. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. wow. Uh, I didn't see it coming. I really didn't. Uh, that's tough. You know, you know, listen. We know what the this year and really next year is going to be about, but there's just some games you just got to win, right? And and that was one of them. Uh, but the, the, you know the rebounding part of it again. I mean, it, it, we can get to the grain, you know, the smallest part of the detail of the game. When you don't rebound, it's, it's difficult to win games. And when a guy like Jalen Dern has 19 rebounds and nearly out rebounds your entire starting five, you know that's going to be a tough night. But <laughs> You, you can't lose to the Pistons. So hopefully these guys come out tonight with some fight because this Knicks team played last night. They beat Houston at home. So, uh, and they just made that trade for OG Ananobi. I think they're six and two or seven and two with him uh, since the trade. Well, Brunson and Randall are a lot to handle. They are. They are. Did you know? Yeah, that- I, I, Go ahead, Chris. Well, I was just gonna say, did you know they were struggled this much? I, I, you know, I remember what is the over under on them? Was it twenty three? 23 and a half, yeah, something we, in and that we range. And we went over yeah. on it, and it's like right away we were like, oh, man, we ain't going to hit that. Um, I knew there was, it was going to be a long year. I didn't think it was going to be quite this long. No, I didn't either. I, you know, I, I thought that, uh, again, we, we, we talked about Jordan Poole, and I, I don't want to put all this on him. Right. That's not right. fair. Uh, but, yeah, I did think there was going to be a, a, an uptick with him, and he's got to play harder. I just think there's just some nights where I just don't think they play hard. And, mm. and if, they, if they do that, listen, they, they've got enough talent. I'm curious to see the addition of Bagley, what that does. And, you know, when Daniel comes out of concussion protocol to have some, some athletic guys at that center position, can they get on the backboards better? And, you know, Bagley's a 51, I think he's a career 51% field goal shooter. He's about 13.7 rebounds. So I think that's an upgrade at that backup center position, but yeah, I, I didn't see, I didn't see seven and thirty-two. Right, right. Well, another team that has a similar record, they're coming into Capital One soon, is the Spurs. You thought Wemby would have more of an impact than a seven and thirty-three record? Are you are you surprised by that? I'm not, just because the Spurs are still a relatively young team, and. In my 27 years of covering the NBA, the one thing that's tried and true every year is young teams don't win. It's hard to win in the NBA, right? Like, and as impressive as Wemby is, um, they're still young. It, they're just, um, you know, I think Eldon Johnson, I think of uh, Trey Jones, Tyus is you know little brother. I mean, they've got you know young pieces. They're they're talented, but they're not ready. Uh, to be a playoff contending team. So, no, I'm not really surprised by the Spurs. Hmm. All right. Well, it's been a long season. 
Long season, but we know we're trusting the process here. It's going to be a long process. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're in it. Hey, by the way, how can I get some of those Hootie and the Blowfish tickets? Ah, You guys know anybody? You got to be be caller 10. (laughs) 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 That's the easiest way to do it. (laughs) Well, Chris, enjoy your trip to New York, even though it's not a big deal uh, to Bilal. I know that you always enjoy going to the most famous arena on earth. And uh, have a great call on the game. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yep. it so much. That's All right. Chris Thank you, Chris. Miller, Wizards play-by-play voice on Monumental Sports Network. Keep listening because we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Wiz take on the Nuggets on Kids Day. That is Sunday, January 21st at Capital One Arena. I enjoy all of the people on the Monumental Sports Network mm-hmm. when they do these pre-games. They got to sell the soap, and it'll be Tony Massenberg and mm-hmm. Chris Miller chimes in, and 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 um, Drew Gooden chimes in, and they all chime in, and then then they get blown up by like thirty. It's a tough job, hey, man. It's tough, man. But they, you know, they, they stay did, positive. They stay positive. Yeah, like it's not like they're losing a bunch of close games. They get bludgeoned a lot. Well, hopefully they keep it close against the Knicks. Knicks are laying eleven and a half in that one in the matchup at MSG. Tomorrow night. When we come back, we'll get into EB's entertainment page next. Go to at Junks Radio on Twitter. Cast your vote in the Junkies poll of the day presented by Van Meter Homes. Would you be okay with the commanders drafting wide out Marvin Harrison Jr. with the second pick in the draft and not taking a quarterback? Mm. Where would you cast your vote? I'm pretty sure you would write, no. (laughs) I did vote, and I said, no, because I want a quarterback. Even though it is offense. It is offense. This is true. I would not pick a defensive player there because, hello, I am smart, and I don't pick defensive players, <laughs> number two, unless I know, unless I look at my crystal ball and I know that they're going to turn into, like, Lawrence Taylor. Mm. If I get that sort of assurance. That's what they said about and Chase I, Young. I, I, need, I need those sorts of guarantees and assurances. It didn't I'm an work, offensive Hicks. guy. Yeah. What if there was another Bosa out there? Could you be swayed? I might be potentially <laughs> swayed by a Bosa. Maybe. About another Micah. If you could tell me that this pick is Micah Parsons, I'd begrudgingly pick him. I think you're two. with the majority of our listeners so far as 850 votes, 61% no. Mm, very good. 61, but so, 40%. Yeah, about 40% would be okay. That far from 50-50. Right. People have been burned on quarterback here. That's why. We've just been burned. You can, we, um, all the promises. Plus the name. He's a legacy player. His dad was a is he yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Arvin Harrison, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. He should be. If he's Dad's not, a Hall be. of Fame well, wide I'm receiver. Sure he's a Hall of Famer. Right. No. I he's know. stud. We'll see as we get closer. We'll see. All right. Play the music, Valley. Let's tell you what's going on in the world of Hollywood and entertainment. I hope you entertain us. I'm going to try. to be entertained. All right. I recommend uh, you go to the Daily Mail. And just type in ESPN Broadcaster. I, I didn't even know. I've never heard of this guy. Maybe I've seen him once before. I don't know what he broadcasts, but they, they call him ESPN Broadcaster. His okay. name is uh, Cordell Patrick. All right. Just type in Cordell Patrick. There's a video of this guy. Poor guy. He's with his wife. They're in California, and apparently they're traveling the country or whatever they're doing in an RV. They're 10 miles from home. He gets up. His wife is driving. To go okay. use the bathroom. All right. A nice convenience you have in an RV. You can use the bathroom. So he's obviously not wearing a seatbelt. Goes back, uses the bathroom. All of a sudden, he notices the car hits the median. 
His wife falls asleep. They've probably been on the road for a long time. He runs back to try to get the wheel. And somehow he goes flying out the window. And there's video of him being launched onto the highway. He survived. And he survives. How is that possible? Look at him, Cakes. He's got this, 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 this. There's video of him tumbling in the air across the median and the high on the highway there and out in L.A. I mean, is it, I if you ask me to bet, is this person dead or alive? Hundred percent, you go you dead. You bet dead. Yeah, you bet he's, dead. hundred percent. But the he time. was he had the he was just scraped up. He was covered in blood. Obviously, I mean, he t- <laughs> took a beating. By the way, he doesn't look like he's some spring chicken. He looks like he's you know our age or older. <laughs> Uh, he he had the wherewithal to ask how his wife was, and they told her his wife was okay. Wow, that's that's dodging bullets. Right Drabby, you saw that Oof. video? It's shocking video. Don't know how he's alive. <laughs> How's that happen? I can dodge bullets, baby. Yeah, I mean, just but lucky, L- unlucky, and lucky at the same time. Right, man. <laughs> Over the median on a highway. I I mean, I never understand quite how people get launched, but he got launched through a window. What was the window open? Or did they just hit a bump oh, and then they just... If, if you're close to a window and the car just lurches one way, you can just get get thrown through the it. Momentum just takes you through a window. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an RV window. It's not like a, it's not like a reinforced window on a panic room bunker. Like, right. If your body weight goes against it, especially if, if the, the car is hitting like the, the concrete barrier, you're going to go flying. That's unbelievable. That unbelievable. Is unbelievable. But he survived. And by the way, have you seen Cordell Patrick before? Never. Yeah, I mean, how many people do they employ? I know they're getting rid of people left and right, but I how mean, many do they employ? Uh, well, don't know. In fact, he's the a first... former. He's a former. Oh, yeah, that's he, what they're saying. He probably did Sports Center. He's just one of those non. This is a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was hard to even find him just yeah. in a regular Google search. It keeps coming up Cordell Patterson. Right now, it's not surprising that he had multiple broken bones, dislocated shoulder. Lacerations to his head, seventeen stitches, and a road rash covering sixty percent of his body. Boy, he was like, flying. He didn't, he didn't just come out of it unscathed. Like, no, 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 but he survived. Yeah, he survived. That's impressive. By the way, we haven't talked about it. Maybe we should at some point. This whole ESPN partnering up with the NFL, or the NFL is going to own part of ESPN, or whatever's going mm-hmm. on there. You guys have seen that, right? I've seen the story that, that they're great. looking to buy equity. Yeah, that ain't great. Um, because then it just becomes an infomercial. It pop, it largely is already. They have the NFL contracts. network. I mean, yeah. NFL network is owned by the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like you get good analysis from those guys. You'll get good analysis, but you might not. It doesn't feel like an infomercial when I'm watching them break down games. They right. offer both sides and everything. It's just, but obviously there's a possibility. Yeah. I don't uh, care about that. I'm an NFL crackhead. I'm hooked. You don't Just care. Just keep feeding me the products. I know since ESPN yeah, but bought. NFL, NFL Network may not be covering a star wide receiver in a domestic violence right. case or something like that. Right. You know, it's gets possible. Arrested. I mean, I haven't studied it. I, I feel like they do. Um, ESPN, what I've noticed is. Might not be as quick to criticize Goodell. They're you know, a lot really pumping the ESPN bet. Well, I mean, of course. And they started the their own pen partnership, right? They're, they're in on the gambling thing. game. Yeah, it's a Dude, big didn't they giant pay millions maker. and millions for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Kanye is in the news again. Lucky us. This guy is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I can't believe this is true, but I've seen pictures, so maybe it is true. They're saying he got titanium dentures. Cakes. He had all his teeth removed. Oh, that, that's dumb. So dumb. 
and, and I can't. And I, I've had uh, one tooth pulled. Right. And it was, it, it was excruciating. It was uh, tense. Uh, I was full of anxiety. Now, sure. I guess if they take out all your teeth, they probably knock you out. Oh, I would, I would think you're sedated. When they just give you one, when they just pull one, they just give you local, yeah. and then they're just like standing on your shoulder, yanking on you with a wrench. <laughs> but didn't it's he, like so old school? Dude, you can't I, believe. I, I mean, I, I don't know his his tooth situation prior to this, but I think the he song, had like diamond grills. No, well, through the wire. Yeah, his one of his first hit songs, if not his first hit song, was that he almost died in a car accident, and then he had his jaw wired shut. Correct. Correct. Out of Great an song. RV. Like, Great song. Yeah, thank God he didn't fly yeah. through the RV. Um, but by, by the way, from taking my son to a dentist's office, this yeah. has to be five or six years ago. The sounds coming out of that office of the tooth extractions, they'll, they'll never leave like my the brain. People They're groaning? haunting. The people no, no, groaning? Just, just, <laughs> just the sound of the machinery, and you know what's happening behind the doors. Dude. It's haunting. The way they take teeth out like individual <laughs> yeah. teeth it's incredible literally a guy just climbs on top of you with a wrench how and just is, yanks it out i saw it in castaway with the ice not, skate well that makes sense i mean he's on a deserted island i mean like yeah. he has he doesn't have a, a silly dentist to go to he's got to do it himself it's just him and wilson I have skate a, blade bam, right to the jaw i have a horrific situation going on in my mouth again my bridge which i've only had for about six months i can already tell it's like Five percent loose. You have a faulty bridge. Five percent loose. That tells me it's coming. Your bridge's infrastructure is not. So I got to now chew on my left side <laughs> to stave off the inevitable. This bridge is going to fall off because the bridge is connected to two other teeth, right? So two side teeth, and then it's got the fake one in the middle. So the side teeth are probably you know starting to go bad, and they just chip away a little bit, and then the bridge is going to go. Mm. It's a nightmare. It's a never-ending nightmare. Uh, by the way, my That's why I'm not rushing to go to the dentist. I think I've had it on my – I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but yeah. I have on my phone, although I lost it because I didn't save my notes in the cloud. But I had a to-do list for 2023, and it was go to the dentist. And I, you didn't do it. No, I haven't <laughs> yeah. gone in. I Put mean, it it's, on the 2024 I know list. I'd have to look up, but I know the last time I went to the dentist was when I lived – Two townhouses ago. Well, that's... <laughs> Did you know? I don't know if you guys. I don't follow. You know, my wife handles all the bills, but she told me my colonoscopy. Yeah, it, the insurance didn't cover all that thing. Oh, no chance. <laughs> that thing is but expensive. Well, you guys, so literally, speak. you guys have hooped the insurance. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah we do have. Yeah. My we wife is on have... a separate. My kids are on a separate one yeah. because with her job, but I still have the work insurance. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know. I give them the card every time. Yeah. And then two days later, I get MedCorp. I get all these different LabCorp every Ooh, time. I can't believe how much my freaking card Like, what does this stupid card cover? Not how, a lot. how much you have to go in pocket for uh, cold and cleansing? I think I have to pay like 1500 for that. Ooh. Thing. That's a lot. Is it because they considered it optional? Because <laughs> optional? You, doctor told me come back in three years. I know, but maybe they considered they got they got their own board that says every five years and you went God, three really? years. I, I just went when the doc told me to go. Crazy. They considered it elective. Why don't you tell them colon cancer is a lot more expensive? It should be free. <laughs> That's preventative crazy. screenings. Yeah. Yeah. So I should just yeah, maybe I just won't treat it next time. Yeah. 
Which is crazy. All right, let's go to Adam. Adam's on the line. We talked about this yesterday. He's been hinting or teasing at some sort of like dating situation he's got going on. Oh, Adam Epstein. Yeah. Maybe he's got a maybe he's got an announcement to make finally. Um, Adam, what's going on? Good morning, junkies. Hello, EB, you sound so ugly talking about your teeth like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Adam, I'm going to give hey, you a little compliment. You know cakes is working and the laugh track is going well today. I'm going to give you a little compliment. I saw a picture of you at the, uh, you're doing a lot of work with VCU, right? The basketball games. Yeah. He actually looked good there. What do you mean good? He had the headphones on and he just, he looked like he had his a, hair. Yeah, from the neck down. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. exactly. No, that's what I called in about. I mean, I, I've got unbelievable confidence right now. Why? Look, the commanders hired a GM. We've got the number two pick in the draft, and EB can't keep my name out of his mouth. Talking about my eczema, EB, it's psoriasis. That's completely different. <laughs> Eczema's for losers. It's for dirty people. Okay, so what is the difference? Uh, psoriasis, what's that? I know my buddy of mine had that too. What is that? It means like your skin is falling off. <laughs> it's also called leprosy. Is it really? Good. Are they the no, same? Just, I mean, so, <laughs> is it under control right now? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not even bad. I mean, I've been able to take care of it, um, and it hasn't affected me, you know. All right. But, EB, yeah. I can't believe you blew the rig- big reveal. Are you losing your radio instincts? I know you're getting old, <laughs> but I haven't come on the show in months. The audience is unaware of anything that's going on in my personal life, and you kind of just blew it yesterday. No, no. I just, I'm asking a question. Open. I didn't know they were going to book you to come on today. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're All basically right. dead to us. You've I've got, got your own show. show. You've got an audience. You're yeah. on 12 to 3 a, every day. What uh, Do you share your personal life with your audience? Absolutely. My dating life's a big part of my show. It always has been. It always will be. All right? And A big part of the show always has been. You don't date? Yeah, when, when you got no dates. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I don't know if I want to this because I know it's bad for my brand. My brand of being that 30-year-old desperate kid always on the prowl. But I'm proud of myself for everything I did. I know Valdez always told me, no matter what, when you go on a date, do not bring the chick home on the first date. Right. Don't bring her home on the second date. Don't even kiss her. And then on the third date, she's going to fall for you. Right. Because you denied her. And that's exactly what I did. (laughs) So I met this girl in the middle of October, took her out on two dates, and then she was begging me to come find her on Halloween. I went out in my pirate costume searching for booty, and I brought home Shrek. I made her my girlfriend. I stick to Listerine. So you got a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, she so was we dressed were, we as Shrek, or she her. looks like Shrek? I know that wasn't a good sign. <laughs> 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 no, we didn't talk. We did mention the did poor man. Did we talk man's... about this on air yeah. about the poor man? Yeah, you yeah. described her as a poor man, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I did, and I'm proud of that. I mean, the Commanders are about to draft a poor man's Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams. Right. It's still a number one draft pick. My girl is so hot. I am so psyched, EB. You should be proud of me. Send good, me a pick. Good for you. Send me a pick. All right. I, I, I sent one to Drab. Drab, will you show EB? Yes, I have a pick. Do you have a yes. good pick? Oh, of course, yeah. I've had a pick. All right. Come on. So how long have you guys been dating? Uh, since New Year's. We were talking all throughout October. Oh, so two weeks. I did find this interesting that AWOD's been telling me that he is a total chick magnet now that he has a girlfriend. And he says this always happens. It can't happen that often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when's like the last time? I think being the VCU. Left and right. Right. Uh, since, since he's the last two months. What's this chick? I think the VCU, though, you're not. What is your official job with VCU? You're doing pregames? I'm the pregame, halftime, and postgame analyst. But I'm telling you, when I go out right now, yeah. I'm beating girls off of me with a stick. 
I've got girls asking for my phone number. Every girl seems to fall in love with me, and I think I figured it out, EB. Yeah. All right, because I'm getting older, yeah. getting more mature, wiser. My hair is longer now, and I'm. I know I'm not ugly, and I'm not super attractive. Where a girl thinks I'm out of their league, so I'm in a league of my own. I'm in the <laughs> AWOD league here, and and every girl is falling in love with me right now. Right. I actually think this girl it's is. Good to be AWOD. I think this girl's in your league. What does she do for a living? Uh, marketing or something. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, did you retire the wizard's wallet? Please say yes. Hold on. Is she some, is she some like diehard sports girl? Like that would be so annoying. No, but she does. She does get size to watch the commanders games with me. And that's fine. You know, even when they lose, I'm getting victory buns. So that's all that matters. (laughs) Really? So so buns fairly regular still. EB. I it's only 18 I days. This many years of my life without getting regular buns. It is life changing. Really? I mean, it's life changing. I wake up with a smile on my face. What? So how how what how how many times a week right now? I mean, we're talking 15 times a week. What? <laughs> You're in Vegas right now. No, you're not. I fell short of my number in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. She's wow. cute. Yeah, she's in his league. Good for you. Yeah, I said, you know, th- that, good because this this could be a good fit. You like her temperament. You like her personality. Do you like her friends? I get so psyched. She's so cool. We have so much fun hanging out. I mean, it, it's the perfect situation. And right you don't now. annoy her. And I just I just I want the junks to be proud of me. That's what I'm desperate. <laughs> Does she listen to your radio show? No, the number one rule in radio is no wives or girlfriends are allowed to listen. No. So I can talk about getting buns and looking at Margot Robbie. There we go. Yeah. We coached him so well. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, that's, right, that's we're good. Proud so of she's you. not like a radio groupie. I like that. Yeah. How'd is she meet? a VCU alum? Yeah, how'd you meet her? No, she uh, she went to Radford. I didn't want to reveal a that. Superior intellectual <laughs> school <laughs> VCU. <laughs> is that what that is? Well, AWOD was a big VCU. rivalry. She thinks he's smart. <laughs> yeah. huh? She thinks he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does she know Rad- how dumb you are? Yeah. Radford would have gave Adam a, given Adam she, a full ride. Away is she thinks I'm attractive. She thinks I'm funny. She thinks I'm entertaining. She thinks I'm smart. I'm, she is obsessed with me. And it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> how did you meet her? I went up, went out at a bar, and uh, I went to the dance floor and started grooving a little bit, and uh, you were you know, hammered. Turned into a conversation, and you know, next thing I knew, we were hanging out. Wow. Good for you. Wow, that's like old school. Yeah, that's you impressive. You had to have yeah, been obliterated to start dancing, right? Well, I think she was the one that was obliterated the first time we met. But <laughs> makes sense. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's so much better than finding a girl on Hinge or Bumble or any of those apps. It just feels you know, organic and, and real. Right. All right. Hey, props to you. So, so far, so far you've lasted about 18 days. So far, so silly. Yeah, it's going well. <laughs> All, All right. right. So you got your three-hour show today. Promote it for us. Yes. I'm going to be giving out winners, unlike Lurch, who came on my show, and pick Arizona. You love picking losers, Lurch. <laughs> He's not here right He's now. Sick. <laughs> He's sick. <laughs> All right, all right. Thank you, Adam, and congratulations, buddy. Keep us updated. All right, I appreciate it. Go right. junkies. And send Drab any other pictures you might have. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. All right, see all you, right, buddy. Good catching up with you. Can you imagine? Is is he going to settle down? I always said it's going to happen eventually. So you think this like, might... Remember when we'd have these arguments, like, I mean, pretty much everybody 
ultimately find somebody and gets married. He there did are some make people me laugh that will. when he described himself as a 30-year-old kid. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. In what culture are they considered kids? I kind of think of him as a kid, though. Okay, compared I, to us, maybe. But, like, but, I mean, I still kind of think of him as, like, a, I don't think of him as a true adult. Right. I feel like at 30, he's Cakes had, already had. He's had a stunted growth. Cakes might have had three kids when he was yeah. 30. Let me see. Had at least two. Definitely had. How old is your youngest? My youngest is 19. So he did not. He had okay. two. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty close, though. He had two. I can't do that math on the fly. <laughs> right. When we come back, we'll give you a chance to win Wizards tickets and tickets to go see Hootie and the Blowfish. So Tell Chris Miller. Listening. Ricky's caller number 10 right now at 800-636-1067. You will score two tickets to see the Wizards Sunday, January 21st at Capital One Arena. They take on the Nuggets. It's Kids Day at Capital One Arena, presented by Ticketmaster. The first 5,000 fans, they take home a G-Wiz Squishy. For tickets and more event info, go to thefandc.com slash contest. Squishies have gotten popular, I believe. They come with your Happy Meals right now. Is that the Is a Squishy the same? I don't know. I, maybe I'm botching the term. But is it the same like... as a Squishmallow? Because that is what comes with the... The Happy Meal at okay. this point. I'm, I'm just I'm putting them all in the same category. Got it. Like a like a plush squish toy. Yeah, I guess. Sure. M- McDonald's is so they're just such a big part of our life still. Like all these. Oh, I forgot. Later. I slept on the McNugget Minute. Yeah. Oh, I, slept, I slept on that yesterday. <laughs> we went, I but I free nugs. I thought we went yesterday, and my daughter oh. said you could get it, and I. But I think she's right. I thought you had to have been at the game to get no, it. No, just, just have use, to be watching. Just have that app. Just use, no, just yeah. use the app the next yeah. day and spend like a. a Do you dollar. use your app every time you go? Not every time. I don't do either. Want, what's the benefit? I mean, the drive you get so like fast. I think you get points food, every once in like, a while. You'll get you know free soda or something. Yeah, they hook you. Right. They incentivize you to use the app. I, I'm on the um, subway rewards thing. <laughs> you get ten subs or something, and then you get a free one. Or no, it, it seems like I get something almost every time. Really? I, I go like not once a week, but maybe maybe once every two weeks. I go to a subway, subway? right by my house, and I, it'll be like a free cookie, I mean, or they'll right say, "Do you want alley. a dollar off?" Who's going to say no? I of remember. I, take a dollar I, I can't off. remember exactly where it was, but. It was a place where you used to, <laughs> like old dinos used to bring in, like guys like Ron Rivera, you would bring in a punch card. Yeah. And they would either stamp it or put a, a hole yeah. in it. And I brought that somewhere, and they looked at me like, it's on the app now, loser. Right. <laughs> Get that punch card, tear it into a billion pieces. Like, and- but I want my free smoothie. <laughs> and then you used to do that with like Blockbuster yeah, or yeah, something. All, yeah, all the yeah. places used to have it, and now they're just gone. Yeah. They're gone. I feel like I anymore. might have done that at Wild World back in the day. Was there some sort of system there? May have been. I, don't I know. get the most hookups in terms of like freebies. It seems like from CVS. Well, they because give you the longest. They give you the receipt, longest receipts, but if, in your account, on it, right. they always say, "Do you want to use your coupons or yeah, whatever?" Right. I go, "Yeah," and it's so I get like fifteen bucks off. Sure, you know, like whatever I'm getting. Get hooked. Maybe it's because we get a lot of our pharmacy stuff there. I don't I'm know sure why. That's part of it. We just seem like we get hooked at CVS. Um. All right. Are we? Did we? Give we have away? one more giveaway right at the end of the show. Okay, we're gonna do so it in like end. two minutes. It's the very. But if people want to call us, the last second call, Grasper eight hundred six three six I wanted to ask you, do you think Belichick or Harbaugh mm-hmm. we're gonna get news on them taking a gig in the next couple of days? I feel like the Commanders gig, we all believe it's gonna be Ben Johnson yeah, in a couple, Johnson. but that's gonna be. They can't meet until the twenty second in person. Mm-hmm. Depends on whether they win or lose. Right. 
if the Lions win, the Ben Johnson's going to win. Like it's, I think that's going to be a while. I feel like the first domino and all this coaches thing, it's going to be Harbaugh and Belichick, or the first two dominoes. I think it might Harbaugh be Belichick, Belichick before it would be Harbaugh. I feel like Harbaugh is just going to milk this as long as he can. Done two interviews. Right? By the way, Ben Johnson is su- he seems like such a hot candidate. Like, would Harris and Peters just hop on the bird and and just say, "Look, you don't even have to come to us. We'll come to you." I'm not even we'll sure if you're hang. allowed. We'll to, We'll come though. interview you and Detroit I'm not sure you're allowed to get a to. leg up. I'm not sure you're. Allowed I don't think to. you can until yeah. the 22nd. I don't right, think so you I'm can saying, be in person. Like, call him and say, "Block off the 22nd. We're flying into Motown and we're going to meet." Mm. That's Possible. what I would do. I would beat everybody else to the punch. Or you send your private plane and you fly him out to Josh's silly place there in Miami. It is a, right on the water. a dumb place. And you go, you want a place like this? Right. Yeah, I'm about to give you $50 million. Pretty good. Cakes, you need to watch, though. I think it would blow your mind. The video of Ben Johnson with Sam Howell. Now, I typed it wrong. There was a typo. But does Ben Johnson get... Coded for Sam Howell. Just be sized. I don't think he has any sort of deep down feelings for Sam Howell, even right. though there's that Tar Heel connection. Real quick, let's go to Alex. Been on hold for a long time. Wants to talk uh, about Bobby Slowick. Alex, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? Stop the press. Let's go with Bobby S. And then let's get Greg Williams as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go fly out that uh, that nice jet that you just talked about uh, down to uh, Rice University. There's a young kid that wears 26 down there and uh, plays safety by the name of Gabriel Taylor. Happens to be the younger brother of Sean Taylor. Then let's go to the draft. Uh, We're not a wide receiver away like the Atlanta Falcons were back in the time when Ryan and all that, you know, everything else that went down. We have a lot of holes and everything right, else. Alex, we got to run. You can send you can send your battle plan to Adam Peters. Well, Slowick may be available on Sunday, right? Because Raymond's going to mow through him. May no. Will. All right, we're going to yeah. hook up the tenth caller eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Pair of tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish Summer Camp with Truck Store Saturday, August seventeenth at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, go to thefandc.com slash events. Tickets are courtesy of Live. Nation, 10th caller right now, wins B. Mitch and Finley coming up next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.